Volume of Foreigners, saving yes. universe, 23. We have, we don't have Shell, we have Colonel RPG, just like last night. Again. Yep. Again, yeah. reasons, we'll be back. I think. Encased yeah. in a sea of foam. What? <laughs> <laughs> you, no, a sea of just, foam, a whole ocean. It's just ocean. a little bit behind sea me. Foam. Don't worry. A sea, a sea of foam. Oh, yeah. A sea of right. sea foam foam. <laughs> I, I had never seen Please Colonel stop. RPG before, so Keith like put up the picture, and I'm like, oh, that's what he looks like. Where is he? Because he just has <laughs> this, like... <laughs> Prison walls, He's like, in the Vatican Vatican archives. Archives. yeah, I exactly. hope people have seen this. If not, you should just check it out real quick. It's really funny. He's like in like a void. Yep, it's like it's Colonel RPG reporting from space. I want, <laughs> I want one of those things, but uh, like the kind of noise proof boxes. But I know I that it would to. be like uncomfortably warm in there, and I have no <laughs> idea how it like you just, know, yeah. just have it. Put your back against the corner and put a little bit of foam behind you, and uh, you just need to spend like like three to four panels. That's enough. Also, and become a lizard person. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got uh, the wall behind my webcam covered in the stuff, so I don't bother my neighbors. But uh, mm. I don't. I'm in I the living room, so I got like ten feet behind me, so I, I have a no, giant yeah, the egg chair. Old. I assume my neighbors at this point are absolutely through the roof furious with my existence by this point. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I was walking back from Whole Foods today, uh, groceries in hand, and there was a fire truck, two police cars, and an ambulance just right outside what did my you apartment. Do <laughs> nothing, but they're just oh. like all there, and I'm just like, I'm. Did my apartment burn down and like I just walked up the stairs and nobody <laughs> nah, stopped dude. me or anything? And I, I, I like I didn't want to stop and like look around or like try and figure out what was going on because I don't want to be the weird neighbor that's just like, "Hi guys, what's going on?" <laughs> um, Did somebody so, die? Was it you? But I had like a weirdly uh, similar experience the same day where we went off to an escape room and both in and out and during the escape room we kept hearing sirens driving by just over and over again. At like one hour intervals. They had three teenies. They were looking for I thought you were going to say that. I thought you were going to say that you had the, the same exact experience today as well, because I didn't have the same experience. But early this morning, I, I was waking up and I, I heard an ambulance going right in front of my window, mm -hmm. uh, and it was down to the road, so I knew it was some something here. And then in the afternoon, I, I met a, a neighbor of mine and just asked, "Hey, what happened? What was going on?" And uh, this is a little bit sad, actually, but it's kind of weird. Um, Basically, where it was her mom that had to go to the hospital, but she wasn't sad or anything. So she was like, "Yeah, God is late, but it never falters. It never, it, it eventually comes." <laughs> so, the, huh. basically, she's gone, <laughs> but she didn't die. What? She didn't die. But yeah, and oh. can you imagine my face? I'm like, okay, should I it's be sad now? Should I say, "Yay"? <laughs> I can't tell where the sun <laughs> is going. <laughs> so yeah, basically, I let her talk, and then I figured out how to shift the subject. <laughs> <laughs> all the sirens oh that God. we're having it just feels like we're living through the like this weekend is just living through the opening scenes of Shaun of the Dead where it's like no one's I, quite noticing society's so already over I actually wanted to <laughs> go back even further this entire week pretty much every day just massive amounts of sirens have been um like going off and like the first was the tornado siren that just goes off routinely like it's the Wednesday morning thing so uh, I woke up to that it, and right? I'm like shit do I need yep. to worry about this and I'm like wait no it's Wednesday morning um, mm -hmm. And then the next one was like the day after. It was just countless, uh, countless like fire trucks and police and so on and so forth. And I was like, you know, mm -hmm. what is going on? <laughs> and apparently, uh, people have been grilling, and you know, a lot of first-time grillers because this is a huge college area. So there's a ton of people. Um, there's a ton of people 
setting their apartments on fire. And so, Jesus like, I got, I got an <laughs> email from my apartment complex being like, don't do Please this. Don't grill. Do not grill <laughs> anywhere near any of the buildings. They are flammable, and your apartment will burn down, and it will be very expensive for everyone involved. And I was just like, well, I mean, okay. that's not a problem for me, but it was just like, oh, this is, uh, I was not expecting, uh, uh, that's what all the sirens were for. Mm-hmm. But yes. Yep. It was, I don't know, it's weird. <laughs> it's fine, it's just the world ending. I live, had to happen sooner I or later. I live downtown, At least we get therefore to see it. I hear sirens constantly. So, mm. there's my I'm contribution. Lucky. I live in the middle of kind of like a countryside. It's not really countryside, but it's it's very no, rare that I hear. you live in the blackness of space. We've already established this. In the void beyond something. Beyond worlds. It's probably that a good choice thing? you could have gone with. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's okay, I can't, I can't make next time, words. Next time, you'll make next the joke. Time. I'll write yeah. it down. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> so, please take notes. You're learning from the best. I'll give you credit. <laughs> uh, so if you have a tornado at Wednesday morning, nobody will know? Uh, yeah, if it's 11 a.m. Uh, if it's wow, 11 a.m. Really middle of the month uh, on a Wednesday, then everybody's fucked because that's when the uh, <laughs> the alarm is tested. Oh, okay. It's that usually like funny. around the 15th, yeah. I guess you need to test it constantly, huh? Because if yeah. it ever doesn't work, like, you're turbo-fucked in that part of the country. <laughs> well, I imagine yeah. there's more than huh. one. There's not uh, one well, siren okay, alone. maybe. I mean, Shit, I, think, I don't know. I think I'm just imagining people quieter. in Great America or something. It's like, this is a naturally scheduled... This is an actually, nat- <laughs> uh, a regularly scheduled test. It's like, get him! Get him now! <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> All the tornadoes are like, now is the time to strike, brethren. Hold! Hold! Release! Release the tornado. Ooh, that sounds scary. This is a particularly relaxed opening to a podcast for us. We haven't even gotten close to the world of video games, have we? Okay. Uh, do we We're wanna... always in the world of video games. Mm. Uh, We're nerds. Yeah, yes. that's true. Mm. Yes. Mm. Gotta save the universe. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so a couple of options. Do we want to talk about Orcs Must Die? Sure. That's, that has I'm three playing of them it right now. It's of fun. course you are. Yeah. I'm playing Free Cell. I have a decency to play something that doesn't take any brain power. <laughs> I, I don't you're saying Orcs Must Die takes brain power? Listen, one so over level. He's got things to do. <laughs> well, what I'm doing is I'm just going through all the old levels that we've already done. He's with all the double my levels. <laughs> all of the characters that you guys have played, or like mm-hmm. consistently play that I'd never be able to play, I'm using them instead. Thinking, you know... Like, oh, true. This is your like window to do that, huh? Yeah, exactly. And... Uh, it it's also one of those where since I'm mm-hmm. streaming this, but I can't stream my webcam because I don't have like a good split. It gives some people mm-hmm. something to watch. I don't know. I find it very interesting. Was that character lock system in the original Orcs Must Die or Orcs Must Die Two? Yeah, in Orcs Must Die that... Two, okay. one one person had to play as the Enchantress and one had to play as Maximilian. Yeah, there was. I, really I was wondering sort of... if that was a holdover from the MOBA days because that's how it is in like League of Legends and stuff. You can't. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's not a MOBA thing. It's just the first game only it. had one character, and then the second game added a second character and co-op, and then they just went from uh, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Personally, I'm. I don't know. I guess I don't mind it too much. There are times where I'd like to try it. out like characters that you guys specifically play. But yeah, they do have like nicer boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually playing a Smolder right now, but. Uh, Anyway, we should probably back up a little bit. So explain uh, all what we're talking yeah. about. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so for people that don't know, Orcs Must Die Unchained finally came out of beta, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. 
And interestingly enough, they actually got rid of the uh, the controversial PvP mode, which was the entire point of Orcs Must Die Unchained originally. It was a... Um, it was a MOBA, basically. Yeah, it, it pretty much was a MOBA. It worked a little bit differently because you, you were still putting traps down and you were summoning creatures to send at other people and stuff like that. Um, which was neat, but... Like, ultimately, it, it kind of went the same way as all other MOBAs, where it's just like, this is kind of an inferior... Not an inferior product, but, like, it's just not as as good it's as... It's not inferior, it's just not as good. <laughs> well, I don't know. It, it is, though. Like, let's, let's be honest. Them, like, yeah. it doesn't hold up to Dota or LOL. Yeah. Well, like, mean even it then, like, it doesn't hold up to Smite, which I'd say is yeah. a bit closer, because, yeah. you know, third-person... Mm -hmm. Sort of action MOBA. I don't know. The game. The game's mm -hmm. had a super weird track record because, like, Orcs Must Die One and Two were like a weird, like, third-person shooter, like, action RPG hybrid tower defense game where you'd like place all your traps like you would in a tower defense game, but instead of being like, like, in a tower defense game, you place like an arrow tower and it'll just continually shoot all the time and it's a continuous DPS. But Orcs Must Die was like traps with cooldowns, so it was like stuff mm -hmm. each trap would take out some dudes or cause some crowd control, but it was like. You had to make a full gauntlet, to, and it was always controlled chaos and stuff like that. And <clears throat> but they were always that kind of thing, like a, a action tower defense style game. And the second game was the, the, literally the same game, but with co-op and different maps and stuff like that. But then the third one comes around. They call it Unchained, and it's like a weird, like PvP, uh, like MOBA where they diminished the main point of the franchise so much that it was hard to comprehend the point anymore. Because like at one mm -hmm. point you could go into buildings, and like oh this is the well, one building it, it you're just allowed came to put across traps as in. a cash grab because it, it, it yep. just totally came across as this really out of touch move by the company where it was yeah. like ah lol's really popular let's make a lol and then they did and it was so not the right step to take for that company. Yeah, we, we played for one session and I bounced off it all the way until just now basically because I was so weird. We, like, we by kind it, of had cynical. fun, but like. It, it definitely needed a lot of work, and we're like, we'll come back to this later. And it, then... it was frustrating because it was a MOBA, and like that's not the point of the franchise to begin with. But it still mm -hmm. technically had the trap stuff. But yeah. you could only put the traps in like two rooms in the entire map, practically. Yeah, and you it, had to save it didn't up for feel like, like must like, die anymore. Yeah, like you yeah. had to save up for like several waves just to be able to afford one trap, and then that one trap, which isn't a part of a system because it's one trap sitting on its own, so it's not interesting. Would then mm -hmm. also get disabled by like a little electric kobold immediately. I'm like, why did I save up for that? <laughs> and if it's already broken, I'm like, I was, I I couldn't just play the game that the franchise was, which is re was really rough. And so mm -hmm. it's a real trip to see the game just whiplash back and just become Orcs Must Die Three, basically, because that's what this is. Now yeah. it's Orcs Must yeah. Die Three, but free to play, free -to -play with like, yeah, like a little bit Warframey because it's of yeah. so weird. It's yeah, this grinding really mechanics, strange amalgam of chess. Like different I, things look looking I mean, at the steam the, reviews though yeah the sorry. funny the funny thing now is that because they teased being that other thing for a while and then kind of at the last minute changed back to being an orc, a regular orcs must die game now there's a mm -hmm. bunch of negative reviews that are all like they took away the mode i liked because they yeah they literally <laughs> did remove the moba mode mm -hmm. completely it yeah. doesn't exist anymore which Dude. now 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 another wave of people's mad about that <laughs> and like yeah. They've muddied the water so hard that it's total really, fuck up on their company's a, part. <laughs> it's a weird series of events. Mm -hmm. 
I guess for me, I'm actually, I guess I'm going to say I'm kind of okay with what they've done. And like, it's better that they, you know, just ax the bad mode than keep it around yeah. and pay the price. Mm -hmm. I don't think any of us Did want that mode necessarily, but, mode, but we're pointing out that like, that's why people are mad. Oh, well, I mean, people yeah, like, are mad I, to begin with just because yeah. it was, it was but, kind of mm -hmm. an inferior grindy project, uh, you know, product. It was very much, uh, I'm not going to say pay to win, but like... There wasn't enough of a player base to really justify, uh, you know, there wasn't there wasn't enough of a player base that like you wouldn't get matched up against people that are like incredibly better, like you know, good at the game. So you yeah. just get your ass kicked, which sucks because you don't really mm. want to play any kind of like MOBA that just immediately uh, starts like throwing people at, at you that like kick your ass instantly. It's why, you know, generally League of Legends just puts you up a you know, against a bunch of schmucks and so on and so forth. And I don't know. I just yeah, for me it was definitely rough seeing what the game was going to be because I don't care at all about MOBAs or really anything that's like online competitive stuff. So like yeah. having my having my like local co op franchise turn into that was was definitely like a yeah. a bummer. I, but at the same time, mention... yeah, they the like the like it's like to 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 go there, but then delete it completely. I can't. I I definitely see why people get frustrated because it's kind of like, it's like uh when Xmon Xmon X XCOM Declassified was being made back when mm -hmm. it was just called XCOM, and like that was a whole different game that never yeah. came out. And like it yep. sucks if you wanted that and it, the one that never came out as opposed to the shitty thing that replaced it over time. Because it became yeah, XCOM Bureau kind of Declassified. Like, didn't they kind of originally just advertise it as like an old-timey version of XCOM? So like you had to make That's do with what like... I remember. 19, like the, 1950s the tech is... Yeah, yeah. like 1950s yeah. and like housewives and dumb hats and old cars and shit. And like then then like sh uh, uh, geometric aliens come in and, and are like destroying everything and like vaporizing and cities. And like blob monsters are going around on the floor. And then it became, uh, what if it was a third-person shooter that looked like XCOM, the new XCOM, mm -hmm. <laughs> and nobody cared about what it became? And because yeah. just, I, it, the problem is they use oh, this happens time and again, but they use the the name for something that's famous and good in one genre and try to port it to another. I guess yeah, it doesn't always work. Yeah, I, I I even say that most of the time it doesn't work. I can't no. actually think of a time that the only real that, time to think of is Fallout Three. Yeah, but yeah. they had Bethesda. Everybody yeah. was yeah. comparing it to Oblivion. But it's Oblivion. just not Fallout. <laughs> no. Yeah, they were comparing it to Oblivion, not to Fallout. It's like, oh, this mm -hmm. game is so much better than Oblivion. Or worse, better. <laughs> like, it's who like, cares? It's Fallout. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah like, the, the, original, the original attempt at revitalizing XCOM is like, oh, for me, will always be up there with like StarCraft Ghost of like just yeah. neat looking things that never happened, but maybe they didn't exactly. happen for a good reason. But still, like, that's just... You, mm -hmm. It's just this weird thing where you see all these screenshots and images of a thing that was being worked on that just never happened, like the uh, like the Bioware asymmetric multiplayer multiplayer uh, RPG that never happened a few years ago. But yeah. like, had they're making a like new a one. Little, they're yeah. making some new multiplayer thing, and Shell's like mm -hmm. super stoked for that. I'm like, yeah, I no. don't want to. Hasn't there been some revelations recently that like leaked? Um... Maybe not StarCraft Ghost, but uh, what was it? Uh, Warcraft Adventures. They were making... If you remember, this is like a long time ago. They were making a um, like a King's Quest-style game huh. um, oh. in the World of Warcraft universe. No, and, they had uh, one. 
They, yeah, they, they like legitimately they almost had finished one about it. Thrall. They just never. Yeah, it would play as Thrall, and I, they f- almost finished the game and never released it. I yeah, but it like, came out. Very re- no, never came out. But well, very recently, Adventures stuff called? is leaking. Yeah, Warcraft Adventures never yeah. came out. But very yeah, it, recently, it's actually been leaked, like some details about it, so you can uh, sort of see what it was like, actually. Yeah, I think I think in that regard, I don't know if Blizzard, I don't know what Blizzard was thinking, but I think it was a good decision. Spinoffs yeah. are always very difficult to land successfully, unless you got. And from like, what I saw, it was like really, really bland. It was pretty. Yeah. But like it just was, it was a 1988 game in gameplay and like no further, which they very wisely knew people were just not going to go for. Yeah. But um, this is kind of like one of those things. Like when I was a kid, I remember reading about this stuff um, and uh, just being really excited for it, and then like getting like closure on it like 20 years later or not that long but like <laughs> I, I still 10 want, years like, later is like nuts. i still want to tell all on starcraft ghost like i want to see what they had yeah, yeah. i like you when you read some that screenies, giant but... expose that tries to explain why uh or why half-life 3 will never happen yeah, yeah. or um what was another like very you, interesting one that i read oh, it'll come to me you later think half-life 3 is never gonna happen can we feel the podcast? With no, you? I feel like Fat Life 3 <laughs> will happen, but it's going to be a long time and it'll probably be very good. I, think, I have faith I, in it, but it needs to it needs to simmer. <laughs> People need to forget is, about it. People need to forget about it. <laughs> yeah, part of the problem is like it's hard to it's hard to say exactly like um what they have to what they'll do with Half Life 3 because at this point they've kind of lost their window of opportunity and yes. so that's doing okay. this kind of they're well it's okay, but it's not yeah because like uh take a uh, mass effect andromeda like i'm gonna be totally honest it wasn't you know it wasn't that great but <laughs> it probably would have been past you know it probably would have been acceptable if it hadn't been made by bioware you know yeah probably like, hmm. if yeah, if it wasn't point. a mass effect game if they're just like you know mm-hmm. space lady adventures you know some it, other it titles <laughs> it wouldn't some be other good universe. though it wouldn't it wouldn't be it good would be but, like, acceptable though I, I, I'm pl- I think it's playing, better than still playing so much Andromeda and beat Technomancer. I'm just like, wow, this is same, mm-hmm. almost the same level of like writing and fidelity I, for so much of its stuff. I guess I'd I'd still put it on a classification a fair bit higher than uh, Technomancer. Like that, um, that's what's what so jarring is. about this release is that it feels like something that like Spiders <laughs> and Cyanide would put out. I guess. But like I don't want to get back into that trap. But I do. Of, uh, topic. I know you Let's do. Let's talk about the architect wander. Do you want to talk um, about the architect wander? <laughs> Have you fought the uh, architect wander? No, I haven't actually. <laughs> well, I finished like the second planet, and then Shell's like, I don't no. have time to record anything. And then ukulele and ukulele Just let and me warn uh, you, sexy if you ever play out. this game again, you better get right up in that architect's face, or he will literally okay. become invincible and not explain why. Okay. I fought him for um, 50 minutes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I have a high opinion of Andromeda right now. <laughs> I think I th- I think the problem with um, Andromeda and with any BioWare game for that matter I think is always is always going to be a little bit up in the air because if you look back at BioWare's history, you got I'm currently playing through the first Neverwinter Nights and I never finished it cuz uh, I just I guess I gave up on the plot basically. That's and uh, pretty <laughs> typical experience. It, yeah, the thing is, it, you can so tell that it's a completely different game in 
every every aspect writing and focus from mm-hmm. from uh you know, Baldur's Gate 2 which was what they did before mm-hmm. um and it's like and then then for there they went on to uh, Knights of the Old Republic which again is a completely different mm-hmm. game even on the writing side of things and it's so up and down i guess that either it's going to yeah. be either up to people for some reason liking it very much and thinking it's the best rpg ever or Shit, Bioware games are up and down within the same game, let alone from game to game. Like oh, yeah. those, the, the writing is like one scene, you're just like, that was so beautiful. And the next scene, you're like, what the hell was any of that? Like, it's so all over the place. I love the games. I love, oh, Bioware makes some great games. But it's, it's why Mass Effect chart, One will always be man. my favorite one because it's so tight. <laughs> it is. It is a lot I more agree, consistent than most of their other so releases. Tight in that game, <laughs> it, I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, this one. But the just, thing is, uh, ah. <laughs> the, the the gameplay improvements that they made for the. I mean, people will always look mm-hmm. at stuff. I mean, the plot can be one thing, the heart design can be another, and the mm-hmm. gameplay for some people is just better, and that's okay, I guess. Yeah, that yeah. a lot of people only care about the gameplay part the most, which is why, in a way that in a thing that always baffles me, uh, people are always like, "Ah, eh, skip Mass Effect One. Mass Effect Two is the only one that's good anyway, and just play that one." I'm <laughs> but like, the ah, yeah, that's best that's the complete one. opposite oh, effect for me. I I played mm-hmm. Mass Effect Two, and I thought the the end boss was just so uninspired. Was, you know, just yeah. the head. Mm-hmm. And two floating hands is the thing you fight, and I'm just like, and, and in my head, I'm like, Mass Effect Two is the game where every mission is a hallway. <laughs> For ah. me, I, I've I've only played Mass Effect two once, but I've always felt that it well not always felt I felt at the end that it was kind of like a filler stuff for the whole trilogy thing. So it's like oh, it, this is it three games. really suffered from the whole like it's in the middle, yeah. therefore it can't really like move in any direction type of thing. Yeah, it's there super is a weird sense of almost being able to, to delete it from the continuity from a plot perspective. <laughs> like you can't I, I, delete as Mass well. Effect two from a character perspective is the issue, and characters are the one of the main draws of the franchise, and so many of them are established in that game. But from a like mm-hmm. overarching plot of everything that happens over the course of the trilogy. For the main story, like you can kind of skip to in a weird way because of how mm-hmm. not imp- it's it literally is a stopgap. Because like the first yeah. one's like here's the first wave of the Reaper invasion, we got to stop this the way the way they normally invade, and then they arrive in three, and two was just another way of the Reapers fucking with us in interim, <laughs> more or less. So it yeah. Was, yeah, I got so that impression as well. Yeah, it was definitely like we need more game. Uh, how do we make game out of story? Uh, it, Reapers, I got it, an idea. Reapers. <laughs> It felt a lot like, uh, it was more graceful, but it did feel kind of like what happened in Assassin's Creed when mm-hmm. Ubisoft clearly just said one day, hey, this is going to be annualized now. And the writers are like, what? So the, so suddenly like, uh, it'll be a whole trilogy of Renaissance games now. Yeah, that's what we're doing. And uh, uh, a character named Mario <laughs> lost the thing you got from the last game and you have to get it again. I'm like, really? It's mm-hmm. in another castle? That- we're doing that? And then, <laughs> and then by the time they get to the third Renaissance era uh game they're like uh the main character's in a coma there's no story in this game it's just re- we're just gonna play that oh. that's what happened in, in assassin's that's creed that's right I, re- I, I don't think i ever played that one i played the previous one that was assassin's a good call creed 2 has an amazing <laughs> story setup where you're like going after pope and stabbing the shit out of him and then the fucking god looks through the vision direct straight at desmond in the program mm-hmm. and makes eye contact and talks to him through Ezio and all this crazy shit's happening but then yeah. two is like, we lost the Apple of Eden, and we gotta get it again. And three is like, you're in a coma now. <laughs> or, I mean, not, not three, Doctor, but uh, will Brotherhood ever come and Revelations. Through. Like, just don't have stories. You can just skip them. It's so shit. There, 
they are still to- uh, telling the same story with a new Assassin's Creed, right? Yeah, it's like uh, no, from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But I think it's supposed no? to be the same world continuity. But I think Desmond died in three. I couldn't yeah, beat I think three, so. so I never made it through to see. But he's not in the other ones. Yeah, apparently. I don't think I don't think I did either. I uh, I couldn't make it through three because I was so bored. And then I tried Unity, and that also made me bounce off the franchise again. So I still haven't played Rogue or Black Flag or whatever the I, one that used to be I called tried, Victory is. We tried playing three for. Uh... Wasn't three Black Fourth Flag? of July, and that was a colossal mistake. Flag. Oh, <laughs> that game was not any good. I also almost played Freedom Cry. I played some of Liberation. There's too many fucking Assassin's Creeds. First of all, <laughs> so many. And, uh, <laughs> the only one I guess I'd be interested is, in is Unity for multiplayer. How do you give up on the name Assassin's Creed Victory? Because that's a great name, and it became something else that's boring. That needs to be the last one. They, they, had, a, they had a Victorian era Assassin's Creed that was called Victory, which is great. I can't oh, even they, tell did you. Did they change I, it? Yeah, I can't even tell I, you what it's called now. I forgot. I feel oh. like they'd be better yeah, served. I'd be. Oh, I, I feel like they'd be better served just recycling the mechanics for kind of like new-ish IPs. They do. You know, constantly. Like, yeah, I know, but like, no, just give up on Assassin's every Ubisoft game make... is the same game. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. Like point. Assassin's that's... Creed, Far Cry, Sleeping Dogs, especially, is just Assassin's Creed in the future to the point where I thought it was going. I thought the end of Sleeping Dogs was, Dogs was going to be the reveal that it is Assassin's Creed in modern day. <laughs> Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. You mean. Sorry, uh, uh, Watch Dogs. Uh, yeah. Okay, I was like, <laughs> Sleeping Dogs is the, like, Hong Kong, like, um, dudes on a vengeance kick thing, as opposed to... Hacking That's a good game, by future. the way. Yeah, it's it's right. Syndicate. The, oh, the Sleeping Dogs is great, and Watch Dogs is awful. <laughs> I heard Watch Dogs 2 was... was it's uh, supposed to be like great, but no worth. one cared, just like how... Well, put, yeah. Because uh, Watch Dogs and Titanfall both poisoned the well with with troubling first entries, then blew people away with the second entries if they bothered to look. <laughs> I think Titanfall 2 is doing okay. Like, it's gotten enough yeah. accolades. Not to mention uh, Call of Duty has been kind of flagging lately. So They, they uh, just announced a new one, I think. I, uh, World uh, War 2 or something. So just to tell you guys oh, yeah, how yeah, yeah. Freaking... That's right. I've seen the memes. I've seen what, the memes. What memes? I haven't seen the memes. Oh, from World War 2. Like, literally... Like, there's just this one meme out there that's like, gentlemen, how should we make our sequel? And somebody just holds up World War One and then puts an eye next to it, and everyone goes... <laughs> <gasps> so, there yeah. you go. There's your, but, there's your meme. I guess, just, just I to guess point enjoy. out how uninspired the Assassin's Creed series got for a while there, here are the subtitles for some of their games' names. It's Brotherhood mm-hmm. Revelations, which is, by the way, is already a death now when you have a subtitle that starts with the letter R-E and then anything else. All of the variations, Reloaded, Revengeance, Relo- whatever, they're all... Those are all bad signs for creativity that your prop that was a shitty property. Rogue, <laughs> Unity, the hell was that noise? Syndicate, uh. Discovery, Cro- Altair's Chronicles, and then another one called Chronicles. <laughs> <laughs> those were mobile, right? Altair's Chronicles. Chronicles. The Chronicles. I think Altair's Chronicles is PSP. Oh, that's a DS game, and Al- Assassin's yeah. Creed Chronicles. Oh, Assassin's Creed Chronicles is the trilogy of of games that came out during the year where they said there would be no Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> They lied. This last year, they're like, no Assassin's Creed this year. We're taking a year off. And then they put out, like, China, India, and Russia. (laughs) Well, they mean, like, mainline ones. I think those are, like, phone-in games from side companies. So, like... Oh, yeah. They all have 16 on Metacritic, and it's, like, a disaster. But, like, it's, like, they they won't let the name go away for just long enough for it to actually feel like it's gone for a second. (laughs) I don't... I'm looking at a Wikipedia article on Assassin's Creed. It's locked. You can't edit it unless you... (laughs) 
Well, yeah. It's, what what are people doing to the to the article? Uh, that's actually super common with uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna with say like names. divisive properties. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> it's not uncommon for uh, them to lock things. Uh, mm. Like Julian Assange, for example. I not exactly oh, yeah, a divisive yeah, yeah. property, but a divisive person. Um, yeah, but Assassin's Creed, you think it would be fairly innocuous, eh, right? Nah, I mean, a lot after of people all, dislike the Assassin's, first Creed games. Assassin's Creed game. It reassures you that it's from a, a plethora of different people that don't mean to offend anybody. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> it tells you that every time you launch one, it's like, please don't be offended by our game about cultures. <laughs> <laughs> and it well, started it it is, that in like 2006 painful. before the internet was angry. Yeah, they, they saw it coming. They saw it coming. They knew. It's because they, the thing, it, it's because it's because it's they're in 2007 making a game about the Middle East and we're like, this might get us in trouble. <laughs> That's true. So, so they're like, uh, we're from many different <laughs> colors and faiths. Right. Please don't be mad. But they, it's interesting because they didn't do that in uh, what was the name of that shooter that had, that was also in the Middle East that was oh, the line um, Spec Ops the line. Yeah, Spec Ops the line. But like yeah, well, yeah, because be that did not. Yeah, yeah, Spec Ops the line wasn't was meant to be like a mass market appeal game. Spec Ops the line. Um, was very much like a awesome was, game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a fantastic game. Uh, but like Spec Ops line was very much like supposed to get you. It was supposed yep. to bother the hell out of you and like make you really offended and you know not okay with the but uh, not in the like state a of things. Way. Like no, in really, a good. I think way. they screwed it up a little bit. Uh, uh, it's they? a fantastic game, but mm-hmm. in the in the it didn't. It never got me because they established pretty early that the the protagonists. Oh well, I, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. But I'm it's just an old be, game. Just it's just, fine. Just yeah, go does for anyone it. think that the Spec House we've already played Near? I wouldn't be surprised because like Near has the mm. exact same to think premise and twist, and just two years earlier. And I just can't help but wonder if like these people playing spe- making the Spec House franchise because nobody cared about the last like several Spec Ops games. I, I mm. kind of wonder if like when, with, with, when the line came out, they were like, "Let's do that thing." That, that, it that came out of nowhere, didn't it? Yeah, I think the problem was that they maybe they set up it's a reasonably popular game. So, oh, weird. I, that was the it, first it game. Took in, them that longer. was the first one in ten years. It, it probably took them longer than a single year to make Spec Ops: The Line, though. So I don't think I don't think the timeline quite works out. Yeah. That they were able to like yeah. play near and then be inspired and be able to put the game out that fast. Yeah, I don't know. It is interesting nah, seeing that Spec Ops: possible. The Line was the. Like they, that that was the first game after the franchise skipped a decade, and it uh, came out came out with a bomb. Basically, they put out like it's eight good. games in four years, and then skipped an entire decade, and then Spec Ops Line comes out, and then what they did with um, and now it's been five years. Shadow again. Warrior. Uh, well, Shadow Warrior was they, kind of the the side well, indie thing. Franchise. Yeah. yeah. The thing. Cool. What I was gonna say about. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. What were you gonna say? What I was gonna say about uh, Spec Ops is that I understood the plot. I understood the reason behind it all. That mm-hmm. I got. The thing is, in manner of just bothering me, because they told me, you know, they tell the player that the, the protagonist is affected mentally, that he's clearly not stable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't. It, it, I think it took away a little bit of the bite because of that for me. You mean they didn't show? They just told. Was that uh, no, more more in the well, sense that you kind of know ahead of time that he's he's messed up. Like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, a little bit. Like you know that he's not coming out of the squeaky clean. This isn't a real American hero game. I, yeah. I mean, honestly, like even from the intro mission, you kind of know it's not. They, they did they did kind of play their hand a little bit. I think that but they were probably works, just too uh, excited to be like, we have a cool game. 
I, 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 I thought it was a fantastic game. But I do mm-hmm. find that in those types of games, I inevitably find myself thinking like, okay, I get it. And then, but then the game keeps going and keeps dragging the nail deeper. I'm like, yeah, but I, I get, I get what ha- I get it already. And, but then it keeps yeah. going because like video yeah. games are like gotta, 20 hours long instead it, of 90 minutes long. I mean, I make it obvious though. Honestly, so many yeah. people miss the point unless you hit them over the head with <laughs> I, it. I kind of got that with uh, Near Automata. Like I got kind of what they well, were going for. Because you have to for. play it 700 times to get all the <laughs> endings. Of well, course I, you feel that way. You actually only really have to play it uh, three uh, well, you only have to play over. over oh, you the only game have to play once. it three times. Okay. Well, no. Uh, so what it does is uh, they've got A and B, and then C and D are completely different. But once you beat either C or D, you can go back and immediately finish the other one uh, within a couple of seconds because it, all yeah, it they is were better is, about this time. Yeah, there mm. it was. So it what was they like, what they wanted you to do in the first game was beat the entire game from scratch. Then, when you would load your 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 save and enter New Game Plus, essentially, you would start halfway through the game, and then beat it again mm-hmm. to get basically no change except for the dialogue along the way popping up. Mm-hmm. Then you would beat it a, a third time from the same point again to then get your binary choice at the end of the game for the two more endings. Uh, whereas in near like playthrough A and B are similar but different, and playthrough mm-hmm. C is actually chronologically after the other two and is new. Oh, yeah. That's Shit, really I like so, Deus Ex where you just yeah. press the button and got to choose your cutscene. And it also, <laughs> also playthrough B is better this time around than it was before. Yeah, because in playthrough it's B, faster, and you see like yeah. different things. In playthrough was, B yeah. of Near One, you play the exact same levels again, but there's new voiceover dialogue because one of your characters can understand the enemies, and there's twists in there. But it's the same mm-hmm. levels with the same boss fights again. Whereas in a in this one, some of it's the same, but both the beginning and end in particular, the, the main characters are separated from each other for chunks of time, so you have different levels you play differently. And you're also you're playing a different character who controls differently, even in levels that are the same. Yeah. Good. They also gave him a hacking minigame. Basically, Platinum Games looked at how they made Nier and was like, well, that's stupid. We're going to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean like you made them play the, fight the doing. same boss four times? <laughs> We like <laughs> we like your idea, but you did it very poorly. We're gonna fix it now. And but then they, they did. did. They're gonna they, ride the ninja. The only thing <laughs> I didn't like about it was the side quests. Well impactful mm. were mostly just like go kill X, and after a while, I'm just like, all right, fucking, I'm done. Yeah. I'm going for the I'm going for the ending. It feels like a lot of the side quests are designed to just make you spend time with characters so that you feel bad later when stuff happens to everyone. Yeah. Probably. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I will I will commend the fact. That in this game, when you do a side quest, it's completed for all future playthroughs of that yes. file, which is great. So, like, you'll oh. pick up a side quest chain right where you left. Like, you'll finish playthrough A, and you'll pick up side quest chains right where you left off in your playthrough B, as instead yeah. of starting over. Though, oh, that's if nice. you're, if you're like, just came oh, back in the first near. <laughs> if you're, uh, if you're like partway through, it will mm-hmm. uh, wipe all your progress, which is kind of annoying because there are a couple Ooh. of quests that I was, like I forgot to turn you in started, or something, and then and uh, then it's just like, mm-hmm. well, that's gone. Yeah. And I was a little bit... Uh, it's incredibly bit... rare for there to be quests that are multiple stages long, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's it a little hard mostly... for me to feel bad for you losing quest progress when you kill all those robots, though. <laughs> uh, they had yeah, feelings, Wanda. I understand they, they were trying to make feelings. them sympathetic, but the only person I felt bad about killing was the uh, was the lady on the phone. I haven't seen that done. episode yet. There's a, almost the characters are technically on the phone. <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> I think you're the, going uh, past what everyone has said that, what we've seen generally. Yeah, 9S's operator. Because we're, not, we're like, not done with it. Yeah. 
Anyway, um, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's see. So <laughs> Keith, well, I mean, I I don't know how far Keith is in uh in near Automata, so I, like I really mm -hmm. don't want to spoil it. I'm in the middle uh, of switching back and forth a bit. Okay. But don't worry, you already spoiled it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I, I wanted to ask Keith a question because uh, I I actually been watching uh, your let's play of of Near Automata. Yeah. Uh, it it looks to me from the gameplay that it it stays fresh despite being a simple game, all things considered. But because of all the changes of you know you know it doesn't overplay its hand, but it, because it's so many hands of gameplay, does it stay fresh or is it just um, you know? I find myself wise. just blazing through all the fighting scenarios because uh, <laughs> the the basic combat is just button spam. Like you yeah. you spam either your light or heavy attack based on what you're doing. Although when you get to nine S, he doesn't even have a heavy attack. He just has the hacking button, which really yeah. throws me off sometimes. Because I try to heavy attack and then I'm in a shoot him up mini game all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, once I got to 9S, I found myself hacking constantly because I'm like, well, this makes me not have to fight ever, which is kind of a break. Because, yeah, I don't, uh, I'll say the fighting has improved over Near 1, where, where it was generally garbage. But it has a lot of the same problems as Near 1, where it's kind of clunky and awkward. You're often fighting large groups of enemies that are also shooting projectiles. So you're like. Yeah. The clarity of what you're doing half the time is kind of iffy, and also the power up the powers they give you that are not melee attacks are often just so useful that it often makes sense just to spam something over and over again. So, mm -hmm. like in near one, I quickly was like, "Ooh, this thing that makes spikes come out of the ground—that's really powerful." And it's not as powerful in near automata, but which is even though they have, they have the same spells basically, but near automata mm -hmm. has a thing where you have, you can get three separate pods, and all three of those pods can each have their own equipped super attack, and they all have their own cooldowns. So every time I go into a fight, I'll just be like, use the power for this one, switch, use the power for this one, switch, use the power for oh, this one, and then yeah. oftentimes... Oh, I didn't have, even know about that. But yeah, again, you, I they, they all have separate cooldowns, and oftentimes they'll, they'll be off cooldown by the time you cycle through them, so I can just not ever do attacks. I actually had to uh, end up switching the game onto uh, an easier difficulty because it was killing my hands. <clears throat> yeah, because um, you, mm. you have controller issues where you can't deal with them for like yeah. an hour. Um, yeah, I, I have, like, a, a persistent wrist injury, more or less, huh. and, um, and so, uh, playing that Bitch for, like... Bitch got no the, wrist. <laughs> Bitch ain't got for, no wrist. Playing it for extended periods of time was, like, actively killing my hands, trying to shoot and melee attack at the same time. And, like, yeah. eventually I probably didn't need it at all, but at that point I was just like, you know, I'm just playing this game for the plot, I'm just gonna get through to the end. Um... But yeah, the the combat kind of gets it's weird. It's like it's not bad. Uh it's in fact probably one of the better combat systems I've ever like played in a game. It's just after a in, certain like, an amount of RPG it, at least. Yeah. Like it, it's like Kingdom Hearts like uh like you it's, know, it's, it's not a, exactly a Platinum Games character action game, which is yeah. like a whole different yeah. tier, which I think some people may have been expecting. Yeah, it, it wasn't as good as uh Revengeance or like Wonderful 101. But it definitely had, like, a... It definitely was, like, super solid comparatively. Yeah, I got that impression as well, but again, I, I didn't play it because I don't have... Um, because. It, was, it was definitely enjoyable to watch, at the very yeah. least. I, yeah. I definitely turned it on for background the, the, um, while I did other things. Yeah, but. whenever you were actually, like, in melee against a boss, it felt real good. They did a, they did a, like, a really nice job 
making mm-hmm. the boss fights feel like impactful and interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I feel like a real a real uh, highlight at one point was when like the the, a, the playthrough A of uh, the carnival area and hitting that mm-hmm. boss for the first time. Oh yeah, that boss. What a trip! That they boss are. was rough, but yeah. Also, <laughs> what was, was it like? Uh, so it's just like uh, he wants to okay. be beautiful. Yeah, so um, (laughs) I I guess I should probably talk about this because this is actually one of my favorite parts of the game and it's like so wildly understated. So you get to this like carnival and you're looking for a couple of like uh, other androids that have gone missing in the area and you're like, okay, you know, uh, obviously like we got to go do this. And you get there and you eventually like after after running into this like weird amusement park filled with robots that don't feel like fighting back. Mm Um. By the you, way, you when I didn't to... fight everyone in there, I kept getting comments like, I didn't know they don't fight back. I'm a monster. Because yeah. like, so many people will just attack <laughs> all of them because they're robots. I murdered mm-hmm. the people in the uh, in the very front first, like, uh, in the first area and, like, fought them as normal. Well, and, then, and then you caught on or what? And then I, like, walked a little bit further in and I'm like, wait, nobody's attacking me. What? Mm-hmm. And then they all respawned later and I'm like, all right, the impact is gone. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of did the opposite kind of where I, I, walked, I walked through the whole place without hurting anybody, but then I got mm-hmm. the tank and I'm like, ah, and I just started fighting that, but apparently you can just not fight that too. Oh yeah, like, I, oh, well crap. I fought the tank because the tank gives uh, cool shit, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that, you're really getting into the spirit of the game, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's your thought process. <laughs> well for that one, uh, for that one they're very specifically like, we need to take this out because like it's hella dangerous and if we don't, it's going to come back to bite us and I'm like, okay. That that seems justification over the like you know harmless clown bots that we uh, bots <laughs> that become other things later. Yeah. I, oh no. Okay. So can uh, I, I want to I... go back and finish my thing about the yeah, yeah, sorry, uh, sorry, sorry, the sorry. lady that wants to be beautiful. So <laughs> you eventually come across this uh, this robot and she's like saying stuff about like wanting to be beautiful, which is really strange. Um, and eventually, if you do a certain side quest. Uh, mm-hmm. a certain set of side quests, you meet this, like, kind of annoying character named Jean-Paul, who, like, has a bunch of, uh, women that are, like, fawning over him. Whose and name there's... is censored, amusingly. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I don't understand why. But the, uh... So what the... happened is he originally had a different name, and that name, uh, the, the estate of the family that the, that the character's parodying, uh, like, was, got mad at the game... And oh, so they censored the name by hmm. changing it in text form and then bleeping it in the audio already recorded audio. <laughs> oh, which is why there it's really go. weirdly bleepy whenever they say it out loud because they would already <laughs> recorded the commentary before they changed the name. Weird. All right, continue, was, Wanda. Um, but so you find out that uh, that this this boss was madly in love with him and like they're robots so they're like kind of they don't even understand like what love really is and like how human emotions work but they're trying their best to mimic it and so mm-hmm. he's like repeatedly rejecting her and being like no uh whatever but he was kind of like doing it in a really dismissive way where she's just like clearly i just need to become more beautiful because that's how love works and so she uh-huh. ends up like killing all of her friends and like consuming them to uh incorporate Damn. their parts into her to become uh-huh. beautiful and stuff like that. Yeah, like, that's glad it you could find, work. You find this out and it's just like, that I works. mean, that's like super fucked up, but also just like, that is a weird backstory that made me mm. uh, suddenly really hate this like meaningless side character, uh, <laughs> which is something I hadn't expected. It's also weirdly the beautiful? plot of uh, that movie I was, I was touting around earlier a few episodes ago, Neon Demon. 
Mm. Like literally consuming pretty people for their powers. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to I wanted <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go on a little bit of a of a tangent in regards to Oh, that's to... unheard of. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's about it's about the same subject, just not the same game. Uh, basically, in regards to attacking people that are not attacking you first. Yeah. Um, so last week I talked about uh, a Tides of Numenera torment, and in in in, in this week I, I recorded an episode uh, where something that I had never seen in an RPG actually happened because usually how mm-hmm. it goes is somebody like there's somebody in your way that's like oh you're here you're not gonna mm-hmm. get in or whatever, um, and usually you have a line like oh if you want. This, you're going to have to fight me. And that usually leads to combat, right? Yep. Uh, but it's usually in a way where the ones who start combat is actually the person, the people that are in your way. Uh, yeah, so they, it's, you it, walk within range and then they aggro on you. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it, you can rationalize that usually as you're just being, you know, it's self-defense. Yeah, you were rude to them, but they attacked you, right? Yeah. Uh, but Torment did it differently. In the, in the, I, I, there's a, it's a side area. Actually, it's a main storyline, but it's a different area from the main part of the game. Uh-huh. And uh, there's these guys that just walk up to them and, like, uh, you are openly aggressive to them, but they still don't get... They, you need to actively choose to attack them if you want to uh-huh. fight them. And uh, it, it turns out later on that it, it's not as simple as it seems at first. They're not just murderers. They, they're actually mad, but, well, it's deeper than it is. But it's something that you rarely see in RPGs, especially... In, we were talking before about Bioware games. If you mm-hmm. are rude to people, it usually leads to combat. Yeah. But um, I, I found it interesting. I I just want to build that in a different direction. Uh, mm-hmm. I wish more games would let you do that and like kind of give you active consequences. Like usually you murder somebody and it's just like, well, you murder them. You're an asshole, yeah. or like everybody hates you. you. Get one evil point. The the one game that like always felt like did the whole like you're kind of a murderous asshole thing. Well, was I mean Undertale, I guess, where like you mm-hmm. kill everybody. Yeah, well. Yeah, and by the end of it, there's no one left, and I was actually really disappointed mm-hmm. in Near Automata that they didn't go that far. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I think it should have been one of those that, like, in places like the uh, the Carnival, if you had mm-hmm. uh, if you had actually killed everybody, they would have stayed dead, and you would have never gotten access to some of those side quests. By and, the way, like, something content. I found really dangerous is that if you put your you can you can program the your your, your AI of your companion by talking to them. Which is something yeah. I never really used, but at one point I sent my ally to aggressive, and it made them attack the people at the carnival. Ooh. <laughs> oh, okay, we're gonna stop that real quick. So, by the way, John Paul is named uh, after a existentialism philosopher named Jean Paul Sartre, who uh, yeah, famously uh-huh. won the nineteen sixty four Nobel Prize and refused it because he hates recognition for things, which probably explains they... a lot of his behavior. Yeah, his estate is actually super duper. Like I, I've heard about that happening in lots of different contexts. Yeah. Um. You know what other game actually handled you being a really evil bastard pretty well with in terms of getting consequences for it was um Fallout One and Two, and to a lesser yep. extent Fallout Three as well. But like in this Fallout how Two, I raised you, like, I'm Liam Neeson. Like in Fallout <laughs> Two, like if you got a reputation as being like a super dick. Like, yeah, people, whole towns would just be like, you're not coming in here. And, like, you had to, like, it, fight your way through just to, like, get anywhere. The cool thing is that you also get quests that if you're not a jerk and if you don't have a, f- a, a reputation for being a criminal, yeah. you can't get some quests. Yeah, so. some people, like, uh, if they, they do they do handle that very well. Like, there are criminal mm-hmm. gangs that are like, ah, you're too good. Like, get the... F- Get the hell out of here, Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, if you do gain a reputation as a bastard... Like then you can like 
do stuff like that unless you become too much of a bastard. Yeah, if you just go full on child killer, yeah. nobody wants to do yeah, it. Yeah, if you get child killer, like <laughs> nobody wants to talk to it's you anymore. Yeah, just reload. Like, mm-hmm. Wasteland Two is a game like it has so many issues, but one of the things it kind of did do right, more or less, is that if you do something that just straight up pisses off like a city, suddenly mm-hmm. there's just a whole city of people trying to kill you, <laughs> and they're never that changing back. Just, that was the yep. that was actually pretty similar to how it worked in the original Wasteland, and then of course by extension the early Fallout's. Yeah, Fallout it, it'd be really interesting, especially in the second half of Wasteland Two, when the second in, when you're in, when you get to California, where there's locations oh. in that game where if you say the wrong thing, suddenly the entire map of the city turns into like an XCOM style battle screen, and you're like, this is what's mm-hmm. happening now. <laughs> Everyone's Just like coming real at California. you. I know what I know what city you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's I, like think, a, I think it's the one inside of like a like a stadium or something. I uh, made them mad. I think that's Hollywood or is it Hollywood? Oh no, uh, yeah, the stadium one. Yeah, I, I don't remember the name. Of the yeah, they're <laughs> pretty great. Those are pretty crazy. They deserved it. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I think they deserved yeah. it. <laughs> in Fallout Two, I think the the good the Fallout Two actually I think does it better than Fallout One in that regard. There's even one city yeah. that doesn't just doesn't have cops. And you can kill whoever you like and nobody cares. But it's not mm-hmm. like you don't lose reputation. It's just nobody goes after you. So in, in yeah, my, those in, are like latest... the early shitbergs. Like yeah, that's the, the den. Nothing. First, yeah. The first yeah, sound. But yeah, like yeah. Wasteland 2 is the game sucks. to play if you want actual permanent consequences for yeah, killing people. Because mm-hmm. every single NPC yeah. is technically attackable. Might yeah. break the story forever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you never you know. can still finish the game. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Unless you kill the, the bosses, your, the game, your bosses. The game at least tries to adapt, but you can, it definitely can break yeah. if you kill the wrong people. Yeah. Or in some cases, break if you're not doing anything wrong, which has definitely happened to people. Because it's also kind of buggy, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. We'll see how Didn't 3 turns Dark... out. Oh, hopefully good. Didn't Dark Souls uh, isn't, 2... War... Sorry. Isn't Wasteland 3 supposed to be multiplayer? Uh, co-op multiplayer. We don't. We talked they about this during the like, last podcast yeah. where we were like, "I we don't know what it means." There's a weird okay. yeah, implication. Oh, okay. weird asynchronous multiplayer thing, and it's not very explained. The game's not really being made yet, <laughs> so who knows? Yeah, I think they're, they're focusing more on uh, uh, the other one. They're, the they're making weird promises thing. during their. Uh, they're making weird Kickstarter promises, and we don't fully know what they mean. And we're just gonna have to wait and see what that weird. Fair enough. Like, because like they seem to suggest that you can do stuff. That affects the world that your friend is playing in too, without them being there. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's SimCity 2012. It's, it's a lot of games that do <laughs> oh, that, God. and they, they all mm. end up being crap. Can you imagine? A, um, a, why isn't there a SimCity like post-apocalypse version? Aside from Fallout 4, Sim Wasteland. <laughs> yeah, there needs to be Sim uh, Wasteland. Uh, where you're Fallout, like, yeah, we're gonna... Fallout 4. Yeah, yeah, Fallout, well, yeah, not... Fallout, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny joke. Didn't didn't, uh, didn't Dark Souls two have also a, a way of where an ending where you just rule over an empty world? That's, yeah, all of them have that, but that's not oh, SimCity. Oh. No, 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 I'm I'm just I'm Those talking about like, great, uh, actually vague endings. Sim See, Dark Souls. Sequel to Dark Souls. Uh, it's a management sim, Lord of the Dark. <laughs> you just gotta play like, the shit out of that. Actually, that'd be really it, funny. It takes place. It's a Dark Souls uh, game where you just play as the hand the handmaiden that sells you things in Dark Souls Three. Like oh, like it's, it's a like, weapon shop game. Yeah, like that one. There's a lot of those. What's that? What's that weapon shop game called? Oh, weapon shop fantasy, or oh, rep- oh, that one. Re- or Reciteer, Rec- or yeah, yep. yeah. Or that. Yeah, there's a lot of good ones. 
Uh, so, it could be like it's like uh, it takes place in the world of Dark Souls one right after the uh, bad ending where you become the Lord of the Framps. So it's Lord just you Frams. like with all of your like Framp friends being like, <laughs> ah, we're going to build a farm. And hey, then you're what's like, under this neck anyway? No one knows. <laughs> Dog butt, supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> It's very hard to build your kingdom, my lord, with uh, what with having no arms, but we'll figure it out. We'll get some <laughs> fools to do it for us. You the must evil construct way. additional pylons. <laughs> oh, dude, like a Dark Souls RTS would be fascinating and terrible, it would be probably. so shitty. I can't think of a worse universe to put an RTS form. It would yeah, be so be a real fascinating train wreck. Yeah, because you can't build anything. <laughs> okay, uh, not not from audience question. What is the uh, what is the series kind of like that? Where if you re like remixed it, uh, it would become garbage. Like so almost unre- all of them. But it's fascinating to think about. <laughs> are, you, are you just asking what franchise could remix to be be horrible? Yeah, like if you if you remixed, uh, you know, Dark Souls as a Spyro the Dragon skateboard sim. <laughs> I think I think Dark Souls. Check it out! I can almost, pro Skater collectible card game. I could almost <laughs> see. I, I could almost see a uh, a Spyro like uh, sports skateboarding thing. Something. Well, yeah, if only because kinda. like they they did uh, you know Sonic Racing Transformed was legitimately good. Uh, mm-hmm. Diddy Kong Racing like. These kind of like weird party games involving characters that have nothing to do with like the the core concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then Harvest you know, Moon, you... the character action game. Uh, that's <laughs> oh, uh, that would be a win. Uh, isn't that Rune Factory? I guess they really they just did is. Harvest Moon. It's Harvest Moon with RPG mechanics, so I guess it's not quite the same, but still. Oh, I get it. It's um, it's Stardew Valley, but you don't quit your job. It's just you working at that one corporation for the entire game until I, you like. Judging by that give like up. intro scene, it kind of looks like you're working uh, as one at of the goons. No, I was gonna, well, I was going to say it kind of looks like uh, you were working as one of the the goons at uh, Game Dev Tycoon. Yeah, kind can of I, actually. Can I make a point about that intro? Because yeah. uh, you know the game goes out of its way to criticize you know office jobs and all that sort of stuff, and that's okay, but. If you notice in the intro, there's like a sign that says work, and it's got a green thing, and there's another one that says rest. I mm. work in an office job. I don't have that. <laughs> I wish I did. I wish I wish I had a point where Are I could rest. Are you saying you never now. rest? Yeah, basically, you know, I mean, it's oh, you're geez. working, right? So yeah. it's not like the boss can, okay, now it's the time to rest, because that's proper, that's proper office jobs, <laughs> oh. right? I, I, I feel that's good working conditions. So somebody... They don't know what they had. Somebody in my chat is saying Sonic the Hedgehog remixed with Rain World. You know, that might actually oh, be good. No, it Sonic the Hedgehog remixed in anything that's not Sonic the Hedgehog would probably be a better well, game. No, 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 no. It would be a Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> 2D platformer again. Which, it would. So it that hard. might actually redeem it. They're already yep. doing that. Yeah, but it'd be bad. Right I don't know. Uh, that's the next Sonic game is a 2D that a platformer. Bit? Can we talk about Rain World? Seeing as it's been, yes. what, a couple of weeks since I talked about it last? Have fun. Um, yeah, and you beat it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, I beat it. I it was a mind fuck. So, uh, that game, I, like I think ending. I got Stockholm syndrome. Like yes, bad. Yes, you did. Join uh, me. I, I still do. Like it's weird though. Like 
it, it's the kind of like Stockholm syndrome where you're just like, I, I actually I have like, no idea how you can talk positively about that experience with what you went through <laughs> to get to that end. It was hell, but like by <laughs> yes, the end it of it, it was actually it was actually I like mean, I talk positively about the fume night. <laughs> True. <laughs> I'm watching the video right now of the ending, and oh my god, it is uh, it's it's nuts. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't understand the story until somebody actually was like, uh, so okay, rolling back. So this this mm -hmm. game does the like uh, Dark Souls thing where you have to like literally like half of the game is finding the lore, and mm -hmm. so like it's all hidden. It little side notes. So it's and like stuff Horizon like that. Zero Dawn, huh? I guess, yeah. <laughs> um. Eh, but so you really. have to you have to like go out of your way to find lore in these pearls, which like they don't even tell you this. Uh, originally, I thought pearls were just like legitimately just pearls, and you just uh, you know you just uh, retrieve them to use as like currency to give to the to a specific like NPC faction uh, that would sometimes you know kill you for looking at them wrong. Um, but then it turns out that, uh, they're actually, like, data storage modules, and, uh, you wanna, you wanna go out of your way to get them to, uh, you wanna go out of your way to get them to bring them to, the, like, this, the one friendly NPC in the game, so that she can, uh, read them out loud for you, and it, like, tells, like, this wild story about how, like, there are a bunch of supercomputers in this, like, futuristic, uh, Buddhist society, where the, uh, the Buddhists had actually, like, succeeded, more or less, and and uh, managed to erase themselves from existence or whatever. Uh, it's mm. kind of like an extreme uh, take on, on that, I guess. And <laughs> all of this is hidden in the background of a game where you're just this, like, dumb cat slug trying to, like, not die horribly constantly. Mm. It Isn't is... the idea that the game... Like, you're on the surface of a supercomputer or something? Yeah, yeah. The Like, all the stuff you're running through is just different parts of a supercomputer yeah. that uh, is slowly breaking down because and, nobody's and maintaining the rain it. And um, the rain is coolant. Yeah, like yeah. Like, fluid coolant. Yes. Yeah. And I find that, that was so weird. I find that that approach to uh, to storytelling, I mean, it can be frustrating. It can it, Maybe for the writers as well, but I think that's... I actually made a video today about about, about that uh, where I rant a little bit about um, what archaeology is in video games. Uh, I, I got a, a degree in archaeology, and uh, the reason why I chose it is because I played Tomb Raider. Uh, oh, but, neat. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting story, but it didn't didn't have an happy ending. I guess I should have should have gone to IT or something. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, I, I mean, I, it made me who I am, right? Um, but the thing is, Tomb Raider is not about archaeology, right? It's like a museum tour with puzzles. That's really what it is, and that's basically how it is treated in pretty much every single video or video game that has um, that has archaeology mm -hmm. as a theme. But I think Dark Souls, and as you said, uh, as you were explaining uh, about uh, Rain World, I think that's closer to what it actually is, just getting the pieces together and taking them seriously and questioning what's going on and putting the pieces together uh, than making a lore theory video. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's part of it. It's like, I'm <laughs> doing none of this personally. I'm just I'm just uh, sitting in the, the Rain World Discord reading everybody else yeah. doing theorizing and, like, data <laughs> gathering. And, and but that's fun like, as well, right? They're hacking into the game because there's, like, one section where uh, one of the supercomputers is talking to you, but you can't, um, you can't understand what he's saying. So, oh. like, it takes a little while, and so they're, like, actively trying to reverse engineer the language system. So that they can um, 
That's awesome. <laughs> but that's that's awesome in, in, in and of itself. Even if you're not the one, even if you're not the one making it or you know doing the investigation, it's like yeah. I, it I, it I is neat fun seeing there. the community kind of come together on that game. But I'm very glad I never have to play it again. Like. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of it is so cool, you know, you're this, like, vulnerable creature that has to effectively just run away all the time and, like, avoid death, and what it kind of... kind of like Outlast? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, it really does have kind of an Outlast-y feel, where, like, mm -hmm. you know, something is legitimately going well out of its way to murder you, and mm -hmm. you Another have to, like... You have to read everything and put things together to even yeah. know what's happening. Otherwise, also if you just true. run through it, the ending just comes out of nowhere, and you're like, I don't know what happened. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, as I said, it can be very frustrating. But, but uh, it's a different game, I guess. But, like, the first... So cute, I'm, I'm going to say the first, like, 10, maybe 15 episodes of it were just this, like, pure hell where, like, I was like, I'm legitimately, like, every session would end me with me being like, I'm ready to quit. Or actually, no, that was usually in the middle. I, I, I <laughs> as part of the game, I... I Kind of made a deal with myself that I wouldn't end an episode until I had, uh, I wouldn't end an episode until I had, uh, made progress and, you know, ended up further than when I had started because mm -hmm. otherwise I was going to quit the game because it's no fun just, you know, kind of doing yeah. what we did with the demon princes or the dragon where you're just like, I have succeeded at nothing and it sucked <laughs> and I enjoyed none of that. <laughs> yeah, but um, that's the... That's the game's fault, not the not the storyline, yeah. I guess. But yeah, oh is, yeah. I mean, the story is a completely a, separate thing. The, did you like it? Uh, what the game or the story? The story, the story. No, sorry. there was no story. Like I, I didn't f oh. read the story until after I finished the game. So how could I like it in the? Oh no, no, I mean, I meant, I meant, I meant after you you read it because I, I don't oh. know. What eh. I mean, it's just oh. it's kind of the same as like every other Souls ish game where you mm. you. I see. Find the lore out at the very end, and you're like, "Oh, well, that was interesting," but yeah. I, you know, I don't get the chance to properly appreciate it because the game's over now, and it's just like yeah. thinking back mm -hmm. to it. It's like, "Oh, that was weird." Yeah, I get comments <laughs> like that sometimes. They're like, "How are you not emotionally overwhelmed by what this fight means?" And I'm like, "I won't know until later." <laughs> so many parts of Souls games, like you won't know the meaning of so many of these things. That's why Sif resonates with a lot of people is that's one of the rare moments where in the moment you can tell something's going on. That's yeah. right. Who, who's, who's Sif? Is that on the first uh, one? It's on the, the giant wolf. wolf in Dark Souls, Dark Souls 1. Yeah, yeah. It, it wields oh. a sword in its mouth and is guarding a grave very clearly. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. But even the last boss, the, the only hint that you have, if you haven't been paying attention, and you probably haven't, when you first played Dark Souls 1. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's uh, even the last boss, the only hint is that the soundtrack is kind of gloomy. Yeah. And what when you understand what it is, it all makes sense. And it's Well, know. part of it also is with Sif, it's the only non horrifying enemy you fought. You fight, I guess, in the entire game. So like the you. You're not scared of dogs. Uh you just need to get yourself a Seath fetish. I <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I uh, like bitches who no ain't legs. got no legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, skip that entirely. Go straight for the Framps. No, no, no. Lord of the Framps takes on a different meaning. Oh boy, you, know you, cannot, I mean. oh. you cannot look for images mm. of Sif. The There's primordial serpent. Can you? Let's look this up. <laughs> Sif rule 34. Oh no, oh, no, Jesus. I didn't look I don't I didn't look up that. I just said Sif Dark Souls. 
And I'm sure that's from there or something. Sith Dark Souls Rule 34. <laughs> what do we get? What do we get? Oh, bird. Everybody on, on the honest right now. A lot of Priscilla. I mean, of course. What? That just seems of inevitable. course? That's not, a, that's not an of course. <laughs> it's a good goddamn set. I have oh, seen so many Priscilla waifu comments at this point. <laughs> so of course it's of course. <laughs> Yeah, but I'm looking up Sif, oh. not Priscilla. Yeah, but yeah why said, does she appear? You brought her up. <laughs> it's Dark Souls. It's probably it's probably going for because Sif is a three letter word. It doesn't Google doesn't like three letter words. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah there's no Sif rule thirty four. One thing is still sell, held sacred to the internet. That's probably good. No, nope, I can I send you a it. link later. <laughs> you found it. Oh, okay. I absolutely found it the moment I looked. Why do we do this to ourselves? I. I, I I don't know about you, I'm just playing Orcs Must Die. There's also gender-bent wolf lady Sif. <laughs> yeah, that's the one I which saw. Is the weird... I don't uh, like, see this. It's a naked Please woman with a me. sword in her mouth. <laughs> I don't see that. Which is really funny. I, I, I actually looks, do not see this. It looks way less intimidating when it's in a person's mouth. Well, yeah, because it like, looks stupid. Like, you're gonna lose those teeth. <laughs> I don't see this anywhere. <laughs> Google is broken. Apparently, show you the good stuff. I can't find porn. It's terrible. <laughs> Safe search can't be disabled. It's terrible. I hate it. <laughs> oh god, it's not disabled. Okay, let's get let's get back on track. Let's let's go let's go, guys. I encountered another really dumb Horizon Zero Dawn quest. If you want to talk about that, okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. Did you ever do the Romeo and Juliet quest? Wonder. I honestly, after a certain point, I just gave up on side questing. It's not a terrible Cause, idea, because the side quests seem to be written by different people entirely. Wow. So the side quests in this game, for me, highlight what I think is a problem with AAA development, and that it's a huge cast of people with different people handling different parts and stuff like that. Because I think what happened is they took this setting, and they wrote a story that could happen in the setting they thought was interesting. But then somebody else got that writing and was like, okay, uh, let's turn this into a video game Robots, thing. Dinosaurs. And that's when it becomes <laughs> a problem. Because, like, the story is that there are two clans separated by a lake, and they're at war with each other, but they're currently in a ceasefire, but they just can't interact and stuff like that. And, like, you're, you meet the more friendly of the two clans, and they're all, like, have, they have, they have all these these policies and and rules and things, like uh, with, like, decrees and crap like that. And... Uh, to just to keep them separate and safe and everything. And the person who makes these decrees, their daughter is actually having an affair with one of the people from the other clan. What the two of them do is they like they signal towards each other with their fi with like signal fires, and they meet in this island in the middle of the o of the middle of the lake where they can be together and alone. Uh, but what happens is one day. Uh, the the other clan, the more warlike one, sees the guy's signal fire, thinks that he's, like, signaling to the enemy and betraying them, so he gets captured and tortured to get the answers out. And what happens is he dies, uh, but, like, his last thought is that, like, that it was worth it. That risking it all and getting what he got, even though it ended badly, like, that was worth it. And meanwhile, like, after, after, after grieving and everything, the, the, uh, the, uh, the girl ends up like 
getting back together with her father and they reconcile and he realizes that all these decrees that he was making to keep his daughters safe were actually part of what put her in danger and ultimately and like it's a nice mm -hmm. little story with like and it's fucked up and it's and it's ending but it's like it it has like stuff that goes on it's put together well but you'll men you'll notice that i never mentioned aloy ever yeah <laughs> yep. and this is a game uh -huh. where you play as aloy so how the game how the game does this story because what I just told you is what I think is how it was written originally before it was made into a video game quest because mm -hmm. in the game you go to the island and you, first you find the 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 dad and he's like my daughter's gone go save her who knows where she is and then you track her down and you trace her to the middle of the lake and you go mm -hmm. to the middle of the lake and she's up on a tiny boulder going eek like the uh, like hiding up there like the uh, like the the housewife from Tom and Jerry when she sees a, ma a, a mouse <laughs> except the thing she's hiding uh -huh. from is a giant crocodile monster which you then oh. defeat so and then she's and then she hey. comes down and he's like ah my boyfriend I think he's under attack and so you swim all the way across the other lake like a freaking special agent uh, special forces agent or something and infiltrate their entire facility you kill off like 15 people trying to get to the cell that he's held in and then when you free when you get to him he just dies in your arms and he's like and he's like tell her it was worth it and that's it and you go back to her and tell her that stuff and she's like i'm gonna kill myself what's not worth it anymore and then you're like and then you're like sitting there giving her a speech about how like life is sacred and stuff like that and i'm like but you just oh. killed like so many people in this quest <laughs> and then the whole reconciling thing happens and the quest ends but i'm like there's a huge dissonance here and it's so hard to like reconcile the different elements of this quest and all the ones that have pr all the problems that are weird, weirdly self-contradictory in tone and problematic are all around the part where Aloy is in the quest at all because they, they had took this writing that had to fit into a story, but they had to make mm -hmm. it into a video game. Because like mm -hmm. if this was and my I, 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 just, I did this rant in my Let's Play 2 and everything, but like it's just that like if this was in a book or a movie or a television show... The way I said it the first time would be how it works out. But once it's a video game, the protagonist has to physically be present for these events, even though they have nothing to do with them for the most part. And they have to inevitably just go fight some dudes because that's the thing they do. Well, that's and, the only gameplay that, like, works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, otherwise, the game just kind of but it becomes thing flat. But it, it becomes a thing that fucks with the tone of what's going on in the moment because you're like... You, like you're seeing like love end in tragedy and, t and talking about life being precious but you're also like in my case laughing like you're an like idiot while I, while I literally explode everyone in a room with super bombs that i'm throwing randomly around with a slingshot and like none you're of this together well. you're like it's okay life is precious and beautiful <laughs> it's right up there Hang with on. the <laughs> it's like the the gameplay segments and the and the quest like cutscene segments are just different games basically. Mm -hmm. Like it became a it became a nasty term that nobody wants to say anymore after Bioshock Infinite. But it's like it's a really really strong case of ludonarrative dissonance where like the story and the gameplay like just do not fit at all. Much like and and it, it, this comes up in like the previous quest we talked about before when I talked about the guy that. Had his Machiavellian plan to wipe out his entire family, but you, but he would have got away with it. It's not for you meddling Aloy. And then he like gets gets like suicide by monster conveniently, so that Aloy oh, can't doesn't yeah. have to dirty her hands. But like Aloy dirties her hands every second. You're not in a cutscene. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Like every character conveniently dies in a way where she doesn't have to hurt them, and and she's always so precious and talking about the sanctity of life until the moment you're playing, in which case you're required to slaughter <laughs> hundreds of people. 
You oh, kill yeah. more people than I, machines I've, during actual missions. I filled so many bushes with like mountains of corpses that like <laughs> after a certain point it became a funny joke more than like anything impactful. Mm -hmm. Like for me, this is an interesting thing about like uh, specifically AAA gaming because it's not a limitation of video games, but it is a limitation of high budget mass market AAA games because. A game like, yeah, Witcher 3 is great, but like a game like <laughs> Night in the Woods, it's like, this is the type of game it's going to be, and it'll be consistent, and it'll just get the thing that it wants to do done. But a game mm -hmm. like, uh, like any AAA game, really, yeah. but like Horizon Zero Dawn being the current example, or Bioshock Infinite and stuff like that, like, so many people work on different parts of the game, and then come together to jam those chunks together into one project. They're like, it can, they don't, they don't, like, everyone has different goals and stuff like that. So, like, you can mm -hmm. write a good story for a game, but if it's in a AAA project, like, there's expectations of how the, it'll be executed, which is how we get to this other thing, which I, I, I got reminded of this because Colonel talked about, like, Tomb Raider and, who boy, Tomb Raider would have these sections in almost every game and it, it, it leaked into uh, Uncharted and then eventually even leaked into Horizon Zero Dawn where you're infiltrating some kind of ruin and there's like puzzles and platforming and then after all this work you go through, some asshole just kicks down a door and just barges in yeah. and starts shooting everywhere and you have to fight that. <laughs> how'd you dude. get here? Like, oh, yeah, it's like, how you. did you, you get in here? The why, for me. why did I do all that? <laughs> like yeah. this, mm -hmm. this, this hit peak absurdity in Horizon Zero Dawn because... Eventually, you get to the place that is literally the Zero Dawn or Horizon Zero or whatever it's called. Like, the thing the game's named after, the big revelation location of the entire game. Mm -hmm. And there's fucking enemies inside it. I'm like, how did you get in here? I had to do so much shit. And the yeah. enemies in there, even in that game, I'm like, god damn it. That's a classic problem. That's been, I mean, god, I've but been the, hearing about that as a narrative issue in yeah. video games for like 20 years. But the thing is, they years. really don't need to do that. <laughs> It, just like, you've, been, you've, been, you've been listening to audio logs for 30 minutes. We better make you fight three guys. <laughs> yeah, it kind of loses the impact when there's like two dudes. I'm like, just go away. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I fire a couple of grenades at them and they're dead. And then I go back to listening to audio logs for the rest of the episode. Yeah, it, just doesn't, like, it doesn't work at all. And it's yeah. in a mandatory quest of a like critically acclaimed game. And I'm like, no one brings this stuff up. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was com actively complaining about it, but I also kind of didn't care because it was my late night game. And I'm like, I've already seen the depth and breadth of combat in this game. So, like, mm -hmm. forcing me to um, forcing me to to fight stuff at this point would just be kind of... Especially uh, forcing you to fight humans. Yeah. Something that literally never changes over the course of the game. <laughs> you fight humans in the first camp, same as the humans in the last camp, just more hit points. They're, they become weirdly headshot resistant over time. It, uh, yeah, but it never, never sneak attack. B Bush murder was always, always one hundo, uh, completely like effective. There's a really murder. weird problem where at the beginning of the game you could just headshot every human enemy from stealth, and then later in the game you mm -hmm. headshot them, and they'd be like, "Oh, what was that?" And then yeah, the entire the game always, always, like, what the fuck? bugs me. You could always uh, explode the tanks on their backs, though. That was yeah. the uh, that was the real winner. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Ran into that in Fallout 3, where by the end of the game, I was, like, headshotting everybody. I was like, why won't you fucking die? <laughs> this used to work. And then I've been, I've been really blown away by scaling. how clumsy a lot, some of the story in Zero Dawn has been. Like, mm. I understand the revelations I, I, about... That's what I've heard from everybody who's played it, is that, yeah. like, it, it, it wows you with a really good first impression. But then, like, this, like the details are just, like, so... Like, and they the, miss you. And it's like a little hit and miss where, like, I, I can understand mm -hmm. the idea of going into a tomb and 
having the revelations about the past of the world. Like that that stuff more or less works for me, especially like the place I'm talking about that is the game thing the game's named after. Like I'm like, "Okay, this is actually like a neat section." But there's mm-hmm. other parts where like at the very beginning of the game in the prologue section, you have your first bad thing happen, that's the inciting incident of the story, and they establish mm-hmm. a villain in that scene. And then you never see that villain again for most of the game, or even practically mm-hmm. ever hear him mentioned. Then out of nowhere, you infiltrate a camp, and then you literally get into his room, and his his armor set up along the wall, like some sort of weird evil lair, and all scattered hmm. around the room in a circle are audio logs of him recording about how much of a, how much of a lunatic, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh how much, like, a how crazy zealot How should I be is. evil today? Yeah, like, it's yeah. just, like, here's, like, six audio logs about how evil yeah. this guy is, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this it story? It was super telling. jarring for me, because I didn't, yeah. I, I found the audio logs before I found his armor, because I, like, came from a different angle. Yeah. And he's like talking about like eschewing all comfort because you know it'll make him weak. So he starts laying on the floor, and then his wife joins him. How much he loves his wife, and I'm like, why am I just listening to some random like hardcore dude talk about his life? And then I saw the armor, and I'm like, uh... at that point you kind of have to walk it back to even figure out who it is because you haven't seen him for the entire yeah. game. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, like, oh, that's the, the only... guy that cut my neck a little bit once. The only the like scene. reference to him is just one of the one of the characters talking about him a little bit, and you're like, "Wait, you know that guy?" And it's he's yeah. just like, "No, I don't." And then the Horizon that's Zero it. relies very heavily on. I hope you remember names. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to see these characters interact with them until probably the scene where you fight them. Maybe <laughs> you got to go over there and kill uh, kill Sarge. <laughs> yeah, fuck Sarge. Yeah. yeah, Sarge. He's a bad dude. For me, the best part of the story. Uh, I, there's main, there's mainly two parts of the story I like. One is the actual thing the game's named after is like an interesting, crazy sci-fi concept, and piecing together over the course of the game, especially trying to theorize what it's going to turn out to mean, is fun uh-huh. for me because it's really crazy. And going full high con- high high concept uh, sci-fi in my head is like that's a fun space to be in. And the other one is Errand, a side character that's in all the, a bunch of the main missions for a while. Oh yeah, but then he just goes away. <laughs> And like, no, come back. Everyone's boring now. <laughs> well, yeah, it's really different from the, everybody else, yeah. It's got a bit of the GTA problem where it uh, its main story, instead of being a linear sequence of events, is like two or three parallel branches. Much like in GTA, you'll have different characters you're getting jobs from that are different letters on the map and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so that means that for huge chunks of the game certain characters will disappear because they're only in their specific branch and none of the other branches because they can't be. And so, like, if you like a character, they're just going to not be there for any part besides that specific section that they're in because they can't have overlap between these different pieces. And some of the branches just aren't as interesting and they don't pull their weight. And sometimes I can't... You can't, It's not even entirely clear why it's a mandatory mission versus a side mission. So it makes the, it makes <laughs> the story feel weirdly unfocused. And like the that's, the only the only time it feels focused is when you get to any of the weird bunkers that are like here's what that went down in the old world and they're like oh I get I get where we're doing this now. That's a, but that's a, a really hard problem to solve. I I can't really think of a an open world game that a weird side quest that hasn't solved that of a focused main storyline. Um, it is a problem, but it's also a f- sort of a feature if you think about it. It's like The Witcher I mean, Three was the one of the ones that's actually really weirdly clever was the because. It was it was super like uh, I don't even know what to, what to call it. Like it was so strict about the idea of what a mandatory mission was. Like Witcher yeah, Three was like, right. 
every time you get to a new region, the mandatory like main missions were just whatever steps were needed to find out where Siri went next because <laughs> that was yeah, your main quest. Yeah, yeah. So literally, mm-hmm. so the biggest, grandest, most important missions throughout the game that had huge character moments but didn't involve looking for Siri were all side missions. <laughs> Yep. Like literally totally like you miss seventy percent of what seems like the main story if you just play the main missions. But it has a great definition of what a main mission is because it's like your whole goal is to find Siri. You've now found yep. where she went next. You should go there next if you want to continue the main story, and then everything else counts as side stuff. But mm-hmm. uh spoilers, most of your friends will probably die if you don't do any of their side missions. <laughs> like there's so much it's shit fine. going down in the side content. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But it's also the friends best part of the come game. And go. Oh but yeah, the, the like the main mission is just so your good. selfish quest to find Siri, whereas yeah. every other quest mission is like potentially world-shattering events and all the side missions. It's, it's a really cool system. I, yeah, uh, I think that I think The Witcher Three. If you do the main quest, you, you're not gonna get. It's not. It's not The Witcher Three. The side quests uh, have to be there. This is like three or four that are just incredible. They're phenomenal. Like oh yeah, can think of yeah. It's just incredible characters, character development. I played, and, yeah. uh, was it Witcher 2 first? And that, I could not get into it. Like, and then I, I heard later on that that's kind of a more problematic one to enter the series in. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, the tone of I it's kind Witcher of all over the chart. Up on one directly. Yeah. But I, which, yeah the, the interesting thing about 3 is that my understanding is that there was, the, there was the books first. And then they're like, we're going to make it a video game. Uh, how do we fix the part where nobody's read the books? Uh, he's got amnesia. So yep. Witcher 1 and 2 is like a standalone <laughs> story where he's got amnesia and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. the whole point of the ending of 2, my understanding, is that, is that he's supposed to get his memories back. Which is how he mm-hmm. remembers Siri, And that, that's what, in, that's, in, that's in what instigates the entirety of, Ma- of, of Witcher 3 happening. Which means you mm-hmm. can totally just start with 3. <laughs> it's a, because yeah. it becomes a different story. Because he's kind of a different character because of his, his, his the state his mind is in. I think the problem with The Witcher 2 was more that it was uh, structured much more linear in regards to yeah. the main quest. It's much more busy in the main quest. The combat sucked. Oh yeah. my god. If you don't, if you can't handle... so bad in Witcher yeah. 2. I, I downloaded I, I, their like combat enhancement thing where everybody was like, you know, they they really did this like impressive thing and like revamped the combat and I downloaded yep. it and mm-hmm. I'm like, this is unplayable. <laughs> it's so bad, man. I no, no, it. it's fixed. It's hydro. It's hydrophobia I, pure. I liked it. Yeah. I, I preferred it that way. But I, yeah. I just couldn't get into it. It had like it, instead of oh, what was it, Quen or Quen, Quan or whatever the shield rune the shield? is, you'd use yeah, that to like actively block. Whereas like normally it just gives you some like resistance. Uh, dam- yeah, damage resistance, which was yeah. weird mm-hmm. and jarring. I don't know. It's I so just... overpowered in The Witcher Three. Yeah, I I guess a lot of it just had to do with the fact that like Quen nullifies old damage. <laughs> yeah, and then he pushes back the enemies if it breaks as well. So that's phenomenal. Yeah, I I just I I went I, into Witcher mm-hmm. two I think with the wrong mindset. Like, oh, this is a Same. this is a neat plot point, but uh, you have to chew off so much if you go into yeah. Witcher yeah. two because it's made for people that are like already really familiar with the world. So like yeah. you play this tutorial, which feels like it's completely like arbitrary. <laughs> And then, like all of a sudden, you are in you are engaged in like this thick plot, and yep. you're like you get like whiplash. You get, um, the, I, I imagine the, coming from like Witcher One and actually knowing what the hell is going on in the world makes it a well, lot gentler. Part of it is but, Witcher oh my One. God. 
Witcher 1 <laughs> yeah. had like a decent intro. You're kind of like at this town and oh, there totally. are monsters mm-hmm. and shit that you have to worry about. 2 is like... Witcher 1 is the opposite of the like word. The it, highest, it, it drops you off a cliff from a fantasy. gameplay standpoint. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Like, Witcher 1's story is like, oh, yeah, I get what's going on. Fight the demons or whatever. But then like you fight, you're getting into your first fight. I'm like... Oh God! What's happening on the screen? What is that? Yeah, I, I had to crank everywhere? it down. I had to <laughs> crank it down to easy because it was uh, it oh. was a bit messy. Because uh, you had one, to do because so like it was yeah, definitely. it was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, like Witcher Three me, is I... just like vaguely like your your standard like lock on combat action RPG. Yep. Yeah, Witcher yeah. One was Much kind better. of a nightmare to look at and like what do I know? <laughs> what am I do? What am I doing? Did you did mm-hmm. you know that the Witcher One uses the same uh, Neverwinter uh, Nights engine? Y- yep. Ooh, Aurora engine. I, I know it's more of a strategy game. It's yeah, supposed old. to be sort of a strategy. That's an old engine. It is, yes. but that's an old I think game now. Witcher one. It. It's like ten years old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Ten years old. I think yeah, it's two thousand seven. Exactly. I guess I didn't find Still, it as. Neverwinter Nights is like older than that. Two thousand and three, I believe. Neverwinter Nights was old when Witcher one came out. Oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah four years. Uh. But the graphics, the graphical fidelity that that was the big jump. It was around uh, the Xbox uh, mm-hmm. era. Just the, you know, I mean, you know, Witcher were th- you re- you really you realize you realize how old Witcher is when you look up images of it and they're in th- four by three. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pre HD man. Oh boy. Good times. Um, <laughs> but so. Um. I guess my problem with Witcher 2 is, like, you have this, like, really good intro sequence, and then it just dumps you off in a town. And... Yeah, and, like, you're just, like, immediately chucked into, like, this high, high, like, political intrigue almost type of plot. And it's like, I don't know who the the fuck anyone is. (laughs) Like, the Lodge? You you, you get introduced to new sorceresses that you haven't seen even even if you play the first game. Yeah, and then you immediately sleep with them. That was nah. a that was that was a bit of a rude awakening for uh was young Shelv me. with you. Oh. No, no. Uh, I oh, think that I actually been really fucking funny. If Shelv, you I should play. I, Mar- are you talking about when you find like the gray-haired sorceress and and that's like bathing mm-hmm. when you first find her and then you end up sleeping with her like after the quest? Uh, are we talking Witcher one, this is two, two, or three? Thinking, okay, oh, I was talking about three because oh. that happens in one. Uh, where you sleep with. Yeah, pretty, practically everybody. Listen, was Geralt's a horn dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the you red sleep head. with somebody yeah. within the like the first half hour. I think it was the redhead you sleep with. Oh, the uh, Triss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you sleep with her real soon into that mm-hmm. one. And then I think it's you can also sleep prologue. with like another witch. And it was weird. Uh-huh. And I was like, I, I think I was, I knew Shell at the time, but I hadn't like, you know, started you dating her at this point. So yeah, so I didn't have to worry about that exactly. But I was playing it in my dorm and I'm just like, I got to stop. <laughs> and then you yeah, get a car. I'm playing this for the story, I swear. Witcher 3 actually has a trap waiting for you if you try to Commander Shepard it and sleep with every possible character. Oh, yeah. Like, because uh, you eventually sort of get with a certain woman by the end of the game based on how you, what stuff you were doing throughout it. And if you sleep with everybody, then it can go poorly for you because they, yeah. they talk to each other. <laughs> and they all saw, find out. I didn't find out playing, but then I saw a video where it showed well it was clickbait but it explains why oh yeah and, uh, for those that have i guess that's seen a constant that. problem for people i this this got brought up during the persona 5 stuff where people were like oh, i got spoiled by sidebar videos and like i guess 
if you're watching Let's Plays or watching anything about any video game ever, like you get spammed the with like will... stuff but yeah. that gives away every spoiler. Just it's like looking at the sidebar. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I, I, I that, think ma- that made me realize I never look. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm yeah, like, helps because you never watch any Let's Plays anymore. So there's that. I watch. I do watch Let's Plays. And also, clicking on my own videos just in general, like, will also lead yeah. to stuff being suggested to me based sure. on those, including my own videos. But, uh, like, it, I just realized I don't, I, I, I'm, like, this idea of being spoiled by the, the sidebar is, like, foreign to me, because I just never, I realized I just never look mm-hmm. at it. It's just, like, it's like, look, it's like advertising in the real world, where, like, you learn to just start filtering things out, because it's not the thing you're there for. Doesn't Witcher 2 immediately open with a shot of some character's ass? Yes. Yep. That's, uh, that's Triss. Yeah, yeah, Triss's ass. You just finished sleeping with, with yeah. her. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I had meanwhile, totally forgot about the three opens like, with Geralt with a, like a lobster on his junk. <laughs> also nice. <laughs> it's a weird it's, spider nightmare. Yeah, it's true. But it, uh, it, there's also ass as well in The Witcher 3. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Now that I think of it. But it's not Triss's. Oh. It's, I think uh, The Witcher was always a game I felt that um, not for its own benefit, tried to uh, show that it was mature because of sex. Uh, it didn't need that, but it, I think that was always one of the conscious decisions that the design teams of all the three games... That happened with um, Metro, the second one, and it was painfully <laughs> awkward. Or Mafia There's this two. one scene in Metro Last Light where uh, this character that you do end up sleeping with kisses the camera... <laughs> and it's a first-person game, so it's like they're trying to kiss you, but it's mm. like so weird-looking and creepy. And like the the worst part is that they can't, you know, it's not a physical camera, so they can't show like the lips actually like hitting anything. So it just like just sticks stops. her uncanny right in your valley. Yeah, That's... she just sticks her face like kind of really close to the <laughs> viewing plane, and then stops moving. And then I'm Isn't like, Far Cry Three does do the same thing as well. Oh, no, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Far Cry 3 oh God, has a sex so scene weird. in it f- from the first-person perspective, and it's bonkers. Oh, oh and, that, and the end. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't thinking about the ending. I was thinking uh, about the girlfriend uh, right at the beginning of the game. Because she oh, hugs the right. camera. Yeah. All, oh, my God, what's this? I know that Witcher 1 and Mafia 2 both have collectible pinups, and then, yep. like, Saboteur had a brothel DLC. Wow, that's artistic. Listen, video games are art. (laughs) It's all for the plot, though. It's all the plots. All the plot. Yeah, I I play Dead or Alive for the plot. Does Does it have plot? (laughs) Actually, by five, I can tell you more about the plot of Dead or Alive than anyone should be able to. (laughs) Oh, I would like to hear about it, but I also don't actually give a shit. Mm. It shows dedication. Dead or Alive straight the Dead or Alive franchise straight up has continuity from game to game, and it expects you to know what it what what happened in the previous ones in order to understand what happens in the net later ones. It's fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. It also has an age slider. If I <laughs> am not me, <laughs> it just turns what up it, the gain axing. Yeah. To talk about how weird Dead or Alive gets at one point in Dead or Alive Two, like there's two characters that are the same character because it's this one character because the character gets amnesia in the story. And learns a different oh. fighting style. So he's a different playable character with a different name. That's actually kind of a nice that's, touch. That's really cool, actually. There's yeah. a character named Hayate, but for a while he's Ayn and he knows karate. <laughs> so you have a karate so you got amnesia and he knows karate? Character. The, less, the less I remember, the better I am at karate. <laughs> I know kung fu now. 
No, that's the other. I know Kung uh, Fu, but it made me lose yep. my ninja. <laughs> just popped it right out the other side. Storage space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta swap them out. Made like me lose my ninja. That is. Me. That's a quotation. Do we have any viewer <laughs> questions? Yeah. Uh, I got one. Okay. Let's. We'll see if we if we answer this one or not. Uh, PK Gaming asks. Oh, I'm just gonna stream of consciousness this one. If you want to make, if you want to make too horrible, read it like a robot. Okay, so I have a simple question to ask you. In any game you played ever, what did you ever just wanted to add to the game? Just like, for example, Dragon's Quest Builders with multiplayer or Scrap with survival. We've waited for like forever for it. Anyway, hope you don't mock me for this because I put some grammar into it. <laughs> no, that that was definitely a lot more. Better. I can tell what the question was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So basically, yeah. what's a game? What's um, a mechanic you want adding to, to a specific game? I guess or mode or something. Hmm. I can think of very few games Final that Fantasy are. Fifteen. Yeah, I was gonna say I can think of very few games that are enhanced by adding mechanics. It's usually yeah. taking stuff away that ends yeah. up making it better. So I, but, I actually um, have an answer for this, hmm. but it already happened. <laughs> oh. Uh. Yeah. So I wanted. I wanted the typing of the dead to happen, but for rhythm games. But then Rock of the Dead happened, which is a game oh. where you play as Neil Patrick Harris and Felicia Day, and you play Rob Zombie songs to beat a House of the Dead game, basically. Nice. Like with the Guitar Hero hmm. controllers. That's a real game that happened. I'm like, well, I that guess sounds... I can't ask for this now. That sounds kind of hilarious. It's really neat. It's a very amusing mm -hmm. game. I can never let's play because the entire soundtrack is Rob Zombie. It's all copyright. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... I just thinking about uh uh shoot you know Neil Patrick Harris Felicia Day and I guess Nathan Fillion uh it's kind of interesting seeing where those kind of three went with their careers I mean they'd uh Neil Patrick Harris and and Nathan Fillion had already been famous but like it always feels weird to have like uh Felicia Day is the third person person in that group because she's more of kind of like an internet celebrity i was gonna say it's usually more like it's it nowadays is usually more like neil uh felicia day and like will wheaton yeah, yeah. well and that's, maybe that's the point patrick oswald Shh. for the most Pat part oswald. felicia day has gone the uh the root of like the uh chris hardwork those sorts of people well not even like chris hardwork like for the most part she's just doing like internet stuff and like kind yeah, of web yeah. serials she's not actually doing like any um now she's like, in Mr. He, Mystery of Science Theater. Oh, really? Huh. She's yeah, in the Mystery she's the Science Theater 3000 reboot. She and Patton Oswalt are like the villain people. Huh. Yeah. I started uh, watching it. I should definitely watch the rest of it. Anyway. I actually have I, a, an answer as well. Well, hang on. Um, Wanda was saying something. I, oh, I was sorry, just going to say, like, you know, Nathan Fillion is uh, big and famous and in, in, like, practically everything now. And mm -hmm. so is... Uh, uh, well, I guess Neil Patrick Harris, uh, maybe a little bit less so, but it's just interesting mm -hmm. seeing... I feel like Neil Patrick Harris uh, is, like, significantly more famous than Nathan Fillion, who is the guy from Castle and, and Firefly. And I guess it, that's like uh, it depends on, like, what perspective you're rolling at things from, because from, gets, like, like internet... Cred, but he's, like, not known in any yeah. real way, whereas, like, Neil Patrick Harris is in a lot of, like, wildly successful properties and is a child yeah. star. Was... Well, he, yeah, I think he doesn't he's, he's, still, he's still a shot. Uh, yeah, he's, still, he, damn it. he's actually still in Dookie Hauser on Netflix. Still you notice? They're on season 27. Did you just oh. call it Dookie Hauser? 
I don't because know. That would called. be a very different. Is very his name Dookie Hauser or not? No, it's Dookie, not Dookie. Oh, yeah, Dookie is uh, yeah. a turd, dude. Well, I'm you know, listen, I got Green Day on the mind. Dookie Howard, proctologist, That's a good master. <laughs> Dookie Hauser. So. God, I was um, three years old when that show ended. <laughs> I was probably. Do, all right, like by the way, happy birthday, answer. Keith. Uh, stop. Oh, no. Yes. Yep. Happy birthday. Uh, you reminded me. It's your fault. Yep. God damn it. I, I, I opened Happy this birthday. podcast with food sleepies because I just got back from a, a meal related to that. Mm-hmm. All food right, so, sleepies. So Colonel had an answer for the thing. Yes. yes. Uh, uh, so uh, the game that I would like to add a feature, a feature, we actually talked about it last week, Neo Scavenger, mm-hmm. if it had combat and not the mm-hmm. one that it has. But that's... that's I guess a lot of one. games could use multiplayer. Here's what I would say... I would add time hmm. travel to Undertale. <laughs> Restart the game and not kill anybody? Life is Undertale. <laughs> that is actually allowed in Undertale. Um, no, see, what I would like to do is have it so that you go forward in time to, oh. like, uh, like 10,000 years in the future... When everyone's already dead, and then like the you just get like the dead everybody you killed everybody anyway cutscene. Oh, oh, like it didn't matter. Oh, that's yeah. Or what if every time you did something you didn't like, you could only fast forward, but you had to like so if you want to go back <laughs> oh, in time, so you, you had to do the Futurama trick where you loop all the way around. No, no, you, you can only go like, forward. I'll, it's I'll try like to fix this to in the next the, universe. You just get to skip the immediate consequences, but you have to deal with the long term fallout. <laughs> Awkward. Boy, that would be Plink. funny. You disappear and you come back later and see if they remember. <laughs> you know, I'd actually like to see that kind of uh, the game where you're just past. literally running away from your fucking problems the entire time. No, like, yeah, no, 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 like Link to the Past. Until the game style. ends very fast. Like you know how Link to the Past works, where like you become, uh, you switch to being Dark like you know yeah. adult Link, and the world's that's, fucked. You mean that's not Link to the Past? Oh, Link to the Past. Uh, you do Dark Ocarina World. Of you think of Ocarina of Time? Yeah, yeah sorry brain mm-hmm. um but for me you know that's such a a weird trip because they mm-hmm. really do just kind of highlights you know like the world really has been kind of having a bad day since you've been gone i guess they do the exact <laughs> same bit. thing with breath of the wild now that i'm thinking about it and um, every zelda game since I they did it in the second ocarina or of time one. it confuses the shit out of me that like like, oh, we need to, we, like, why is the solution to make him go into a pod where he does nothing for, like, seven years? <laughs> um, It's really, it's a shit. really weird plot point to try to You know, to I never process. questioned that. Yeah, I, did, I didn't either, actually. This is a- hey, a child link, we need to save the world. How are we going to do that? You're going to sit here and do nothing for seven years while everything ends around you. you well, no so I'll be, like, in a hyperbolic very- time chamber, right, while I'm training the whole time? No, you'll be unconscious. What? There's some very interesting... Points he was like training the whole time. Never considered. <laughs> he just goes into a he's coma for seven years. He's the he hero. Comes, of time. He's like weak as shit. He can't even pick up the sword. He's all scrawny. <laughs> I, you know, I almost wonder if Breath of the Wild wasn't kind of their their response to that. You know, they like kind of wanted to tell the Breath of the Wild story, but they didn't get the chance to. And so mm-hmm. now they're just like, all right, so now we can do this right and like make it reasonable why Link has been gone the whole time. 
and like what happens to Hyrule when Link's not around, which pisses me off a little bit because it's just like, does nobody else in the universe have any level of competency here? <laughs> it always bugged me a little bit. It's just like it's a video game. For me, no, the surprise like, right now about Breath of the Wild do. is just the world doesn't seem so bad. Yeah. Like, oh no, Hyrule's fallen without Link to save it. And I'm like, everyone's having a chill ass time, honestly. Yeah, I, Every I now wish and then they some had people get like, molested um, by some kobolds or whatever, but everyone else can just mostly just deal. <laughs> I I think it would have been better if they actually had like well, I guess they did have like burnt out towns everywhere. Uh which I think is supposed to highlight the uh the issue. Yeah, it, but, it showed uh, that some places like bad stuff happened at some point. But like it's it's hard to feel no... like there's urgency when I'm wandering around this world for like fifty episodes and it's like beautiful meadows and chill villages where everyone's having a swell time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. Like, if, uh, I guess what would have been an interesting point? I guess if, uh, if, like, you get to, uh, the woods with the Great Deku Tree or whatever, and it's just, like, been burnt out, and, like, the Great Deku Tree is just, like, only barely alive. Like, I think that would Link, be a little bit fucked what up. What the but fuck? You took you way too, too goddamn, goddamn long. slow. <laughs> like, when, yeah. you reach, when you reach the future in Ocarina of Time, it's horrible. Yeah. yeah, but when you're in the future of Breath of the Wild, it's like, eh, sure. <laughs> it's pretty. Everything, everyone's prospering, having like, a time. Where the fuck Yeah, like, it just you? really sucks for Zelda, basically, because she's yeah. thinking they're, like, holding Ganon for a hundred years. Mm -hmm. But she's apparently doing a great job. Yeah. If her yeah, but her arms get tired. Oh, wait. <laughs> her they, arms they get do... tired around 102 years in, that's when you gotta step in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just the, really like the I thought of like the Deku tree just being so furious at Link. Indignant. For being slow. It's just so funny to me. <laughs> I like I want a game like that where like it's not afraid to just be like mm -hmm. like you're, Dead you're, Island. There you go. you're too late. <laughs> well Link, when when did I ask for help, Link? Can you can you pull up on your quest map and tell me when I gave you that quest link? Go ahead. I'll wait. I'll wait. Couple hours ago. Where were you? Where were you, Link? I was picking up flowers, killing chickens. Oh, beating up flowers. Gotcha. Oh, Listen, the okay. Chickens got angry. Well, I'll just I'll just wait for you to deal with your chicken thing while I'm set on fire and dead. Listen, I'm I've got to cook enough. frozen meat. It's important. Because your resistances. <laughs> Uh, I have never played any Legend of Zelda game. Well, They're now good. is a great time to start. It dies. Yeah. I'm sure it is. I need to <laughs> this, get a. This one's pretty good, honestly. Uh, I've a... never made it past the first area of most Zelda games because I just get bored because it it's so patronizing. Like, it's like it's, 17 it's hours a tutorials, of tutorial. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this this new game is like, hey, you're awake now. Play. Yeah. Here's here's <laughs> a couple of like short tutorial dungeons. All right. I'm dead, bye. And they're good tutorial uh, dungeons what? in that they just give you a mechanic and you can only beat the dungeon by doing it right and they don't even mm -hmm. really sit there and like... And here's where you can do the ice block. Click right here. I said right. <laughs> Click over here. No. Not over... You can't... No, it doesn't work over there. You can't press the button over there. Come here. And like, none of that stuff's happening. It's just like, here's a place. You'll figure it out. <laughs> and you can do them in any order. In, fa in fact, yeah. when you when you first like what I love about that game, like I could spend so long in the first area because you walk out of the opening tomb where all you had to do was walk mm -hmm. forward and, and climb it for a second, just so that they made sure you knew that climbing existed, and then you can just do anything. Like there's four shrines you can do in any order. There's a there's 
like something like 20 korok seeds j- jammed in there to find and i found like several different ones there's yeah there's a several ton, me- just like immediately yeah. and it's just like it it gives you exposure to like every optional mechanic that has nothing to do with the shrines just everywhere like here's an area that's too cold and here's a boat that you can figure out how to move around just throw some cork leaves around see if you figure out what those do here's a cooking spot you might try doing stuff with and then like oh here's a boss fight that'll spawn in the middle of this meadow if you find it like there's so much stuff going on that it's dude i did not find that boss fight until i was like grinding well after the fact and i'm just like (laughs) what yeah it was such like a weird trip Finding that I one of my first episodes was such a trip compared to like freaking uh going waking up at the beginning of Ocarina of Time and be like, listen, this is how you use a ladder. And like yeah. it's just like a it's like a banjo kazooie style circle of tutorials hanging out in the opening area. You just gotta go through all of them. <laughs> Somebody You're not was cool enough. You can't go through here. You can't even have a real sword. Somebody was uh, super cranky at me for, like, being pissy at Twilight Princess for being impatient. Like, I was super impatient. <laughs> I was just like, I don't want to do this. Like, I can I just go? And they're like, no, you have to learn how to do this exactly. And I'm just like, come on. Yeah. Like, uh, That's part you of why I didn't to... LP the new Pokemon is because I knew I was just going to be mad. It, it would have been bad. <laughs> well, like, how would have you LP'd it anyway? Do you have the uh There are ways. <laughs> oh. You, you can find ways if you really want to. I haven't yet, but you can. Wow, that's a... It's doable. Take my word for it. I'm just saying, like, we every now and then we talk about how, like, we kind of want to do Shadow the Hedgehog, but it's really hard to record the platforms it's on, so maybe we use other methods to record it. Yeah, fair enough. Keith, you would not be suggesting an emulator, would you? (laughs) I mean, I'm going to be totally honest. I think emulation of, like, old games that aren't being ported to modern platforms is actually totally okay. I'm I'm super iffy on it, which is why I've never done it yet. You I'm, must I, respect the rights of the intellectual property holder. Although it is okay. really funny watching like super best friends play emulated games and emulate them wrong, and like the game's glitching out the entire time, and they just commit to it, and then like they're not fixing it. <laughs> we should totally just think about how many games we'd be able to multiplay together if we just fired up an emulator. Oh god! And just said, "Fuck it, let's just play a bunch of SNES." Let's let's titles. go play that four player that four player GameCube Zelda game. <laughs> Yeah, let's go play EVO, guys. Unfortunately, play EVO? Uh, Four Swords is doesn't emulate well, so that'd be a nightmare. Well, isn't the cap- or the cap- it would be hilarious. True. I mean, isn't like cap- it doesn't. Well, it didn't used to launch. I don't know about now. The problem is, uh, Four Swords requires. How would you four- know it didn't used to launch, thief? Uh, dude, I I have been doing emulation for years. Poor art college student, no video games. Made perfect sense. I see that we're not going to be friends anymore. Uh huh. <laughs> Harumph. Says the boy with the silver spoon in his butt. <laughs> Listen, hey, it took I've, a while to I've, get it in there, and I've it's not coming firmly, back out. I firmly placed that silver spoon up there. It took a lot uh-huh. of work. Yeah. You? <laughs> Listen, those edges are a little sharp. Or big old Papa Birdie did. Once it. you get it past the ring muscle, like it's just, you don't want to take it back out. My parents <laughs> didn't do shit for me. I. Bought I you a house. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> I gave it back to them. So yeah. It doesn't count. <laughs> this is what I wanted for my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you don't Bert. understand. I just want a house because all my friends have houses. <laughs> like the but next yeah, step um, up from the rich girl, we're like, everyone else is getting a car. 
when I was in uh, when I was in college, I was messing around with emulation because I had a lot of friends that like knew the ins and outs. So I, like I jailbroke my Wii and like had every game, and that was kind of fun to mess around with. Um, and then I you know got into emulating games on my PC. And Four Swords, the reason why it doesn't work that well is because it's meant to be played with uh, multiple Game Boy Advances uh, right. as controllers. It wasn't just Ooh. like Gauntlet where you could plug in four controllers. It was like you had to had com- have Game Boy Advances plugged in through a special proprietary cord uh, oh, that were like yeah, hard that to get your hands on. To emulate. Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure if it's uh, possible. They might have found a workaround well, at this point, get... but like at the time, it was just like, yeah, fuck this. As a programmer, I was just, like, listening along, and you were saying, like, multiple, like, GameCubes or whatever. I was like, that's not too bad. But then you said proprietary cable, and I was like, never mind. Yeah, possible. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like a USB. It the was word. this, like, weird, weird thing. Say, In the world of proprietary, say, before there was Apple, there was Nintendo. Once you say proprietary, it just leaps up in difficulty so much. <laughs> I wonder if you could just mod that part out of the game itself instead, instead of trying to trick it into oh, thinking yeah. it has it. But that's like way harder because you need to put in like special code in your emulator to like detect like I'm running this ROM. Therefore, we're going to like put it into this mode, which is like really, really difficult. Because you can't, I I mean, I guess you could have somebody hack the ROM, but that's not really emulating anymore. That's just uh, philosophically. What if you double hacked it? What the fuck? I never thought of that. You need to unlock that skill. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not first you, level need, you need. You need to pre- <laughs> do prestige at hacking. Become the double hacker. <laughs> I need to put on two uh, Nintendo Power gloves, one on each hand. <laughs> one is over the other, that, and then you do like this weird oh. cross hand thing where you're like hacking like this. Bird, you can't uh, see what I'm doing of... right now, but I'm like nope. typing on my forearms. Speaking anyway. of. Uh, Bird, you should talk about Double King. Should you want me to talk about it? You all watched it. It's your it. thing. You found it. Okay, fair enough. I, I've seen this'll, it. This will be the last thing we talk about, I guess. Yeah. But okay. So we were there's this new movie that came out like maybe about a week ago at this point. It's like an Double animated King. short. It's like, like an it's, animated short. It's like 10, 15 minutes long. Oh which right, is really impressive for a one man project. Yeah. This one dude, uh, Felix, I can't remember his last name. It's Felix Cosgrove, Colgrove, Colgrave, Cosgrave. I don't remember. Costco. He's this Newgrounds guy. This is a good plug. <laughs> yeah, he's this Newgrounds guy. And uh, he's been just like animating for years, basically. And just like refining and refining and refining himself. And then he finally like just dumps this like beautiful movie. It's like, I think it's around like roughly like 10, 15 minutes long. Um, all basically hand animated with, as far as I can tell, like almost no tweening or like very, very little tweening. So he like did, uh, he like really, really drew the shit out of this movie. And, um, it's like this trippy thing where it's about this guy who is just like going from castle to castle and just killing all the kings and taking their crowns. And yeah, then he has like an obsession with taking yeah. crowns and then just running then, back to his like. Yeah, he abdicates but, from the duty of actually ruling. So he just like runs away. Like when people are like, well, you're our liege now. And he's like, fuck no, I just want the crown. And um, it's so well done. Um, like I watched it and I thought to myself, there's no way I'm going to like this. But then. 
the music like hooks you in really quickly because it's like it reminds so... me of like uh, one of those old Monty Python skits. But it's like, very similar to that, yes. I, I found but, it. It's called Double King. It's by Felix Colgrave, and it's uh, less than you. 10 minutes long. Yep. Yeah. Barely. It's pretty close to 10 minutes. But uh, it, So the music like hooks you in instantly, where it's like made for this movie by the animator. Um, and it's like very cheesy, kind of like, like midi-ish almost. But it's like... It, like, captivates you. And then all of a sudden you realize you've seen the entire movie. It's, like, really good. And you're just like, I had no idea I would watch, like, this weird, trippy LSD-feeling, like, thing. It does look um, very special. It is. It is. Uh, but it's so worth watching. Um, and then the the funny thing is that like it seems like this really trippy like uh yellow submarine styled thing and you think like huh it's on drugs or whatever so i went on his website and somebody asked him like how many how many drugs do you do per day when you like animate the guy got super upset about this oh but he answers to be fair like i totally understand like why you get mad about that somebody asked me like uh what do i take to be creative and i was just like what what the fuck you mean they're like you know drugs and i'm like the fuck is that no (laughs) this is all me so he answers with like this really sarcastic question where he basically says, like, I do this really hard drug called coffee or something. <laughs> um that he just is like super like, you know, he was like, I derive my talent from like myself and he doesn't rely it doesn't come from drugs. Which like totally for a lot of people, like Wander was saying, like it undersells the work that you put in. Yeah. To imply like, like you only did this because you were high. It suggests like, that your brain t- couldn't do this on its own because you needed a you, you literally need to do chemical supplements like this way that somebody yeah. uses steroids. Yeah. So for yeah. a lot of people, that's actually like a really insulting thing to say to them. So naturally, I say that to everyone that I get a chance to say it to. <laughs> I find that it's. I mean, you can take it as insulting, but you can take it as flattering as well. I guess they like, don't. <laughs> well, well, you know, everybody takes it their own way, but mm-hmm. you know, it's. It's it can be considered flattering, flattering, right? I mean, you did something that's so great or so trippy that people assume you're more, you know. You can um, it, you it can, definitely I becomes can sort common of to see like sarcastic reactions to comments. Like, if you ever finish mm-hmm. any Hot Diggity Demon episode, it always ends with the, with the the episode itself being like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" <laughs> <laughs> just to cut you off on saying exactly that against every video he ever makes. Mm-hmm. I have not seen a Hot Diggity Demon animation in a while. Is he still around? Huh. He's doing a review series now like every animator does. Yeah, He'll become reviewers or let's anymore. players. Well, yeah, part of the problem is it's just it's hard to make money on YouTube. It's impossible. They, well, for an animator, especially. Yeah. I mean, they even like the way that they like, pay people like out. Every, and then, yeah. Fox and like Space is still streaming every day. Four hours of animating. Dear Lord. Well, Dear that's Lord. slightly different because what they're doing is um, they're kind of they're no, I'm just talking capitalizing about the absurdity of the fact like we covered one episode of that series so long ago and he's still making the next one like that's how hard it is to do shit um, like animation oh, yeah. on YouTube like that's not a profitable yep. thing for YouTube. No, not at all. You need to find some alternate revenue. It used to be. It used to be profitable, but then they changed the payouts so that it was based off of something to make us possible. <laughs> different yeah it, it actually did start to favor lpers over um animators just like the way that they 
did um, either search reviews or payouts or something. Well, I think so part of it is everyone um, switched over. <laughs> uh, part of it is also like uh, search rankings favor LPers now as yes, opposed that's to what like um, that was a big uh, part of it. Back in like the early days of YouTube, you could put out a video and it would get seen no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, since the site is you know starting to fill up, mm-hmm. uh, or I guess has filled up substantially, and you know there's all this content out there, you can't just put out an animation and assume people are going to see it. It doesn't work that way mm-hmm. anymore, which yeah. kind of sucks because there's a lot of mm-hmm. good shit out there that just nobody sees because it's yep. But Felix, my God, Double King is cool. <laughs> I heard that he um, every song that you hear, not only did he make. He made it to be exactly the length you hear it in the movie. So uh, a lot of people were like, man, can you hear a, like an extended soundtrack? And he was like, no, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> the time, But that builds up to the greater point of the fact that the timing of this movie is incredible. His comedic timing is like spot on the entire movie. But then just like the music timing, like everything. It's, it's a fascinating video. I mean, I I showed it to Ladybird who hates like trippy stuff, and she was like, "That was awesome, <laughs> so well yeah, done." It, it does little, look really trippy. A little bit more out. noteworthy than Pikachu on acid. Oh, oh was... my god, that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mind explaining said thing. That's just trippy for trippy's sake. We're just random. Um, fair Whoa. enough. Mm-hmm. You just were talking which is, about which it. Which is a decent chunk like, of animation. It's a, it's a, yeah. it's a old. It's old. I just never. I'm surprised. Yeah, it's like from the days of YouTube when YouTube was horrible. <laughs> I, w- I was big into like <laughs> Newgrounds, like, four years old. like uh, the the like uh, Halo. There's something about X games and stuff like that. Uh, mm. So like, there's something about Halo One Two. You know the uh, the things that like Ego Raptor would put together. Yeah, you guys never saw those. I watched them a little bit, but way, way... I had watched them on YouTube. <laughs> way yeah, after those, the fact that they were popular. Before Game Crash, you know? the only Eagle Raptor I saw was his actual uh, animations. Yeah. Well, that's all he put out before. <laughs> yeah. For me, I was I was a huge Eagle Raptor fan, so when he started putting mm-hmm. out Let's Plays, it was bizarre, because I was just like, <laughs> what? Well, there's a very funny tweet but from by Eagle Raptor from way before he started Game Grumps, which says something to, like to the effect of... If I ever start an LP channel, shoot me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, even like even after he started Game Grumps, anybody that suggested that he was Let's Player, he get like really pissed at them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think eventually he he's uh, accepted at this point. People just well, change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like l- watching the first Amnesia videos ever made by PewDiePie and talking about like how he'd never want to like overreact or anything like do all these other things. Like he's being. He's talking about mm-hmm. specifically not doing any of the things that he does now, basically. Yeah, and, did you guys see the weird... Like, did you hear of the, like, weird PewDiePie stream thing that uh, they did, like, a couple weeks ago where they were, like, putting on makeup on some guy and they were, like, sitting around a couch for multiple hours just talking about inane shit? No, that sounds really, really <laughs> fucking it was, weird. <laughs> it was really weird. I uh, I only saw it because uh, Sir Crest was, like, pointing me in that direction and I was just like... Okay, I have to see. Like, why are you reacting to this? And it was this like, it was just I don't even know what it was. I'm gonna have to watch this thing. now. Yeah, <laughs> something really strange was happening. Yeah, I was just bracing like... for more irritating drama when he said that. 
No. Yeah, me too. I was no. just like, <laughs> yeah. what happened this time? Oh. <laughs> I was still but going yeah. like oh, crazy. It's not like it's affecting him well, much. Yeah. Nah. It's it's Probably. hard not to grow like crazy when you're at the top. Right. Yeah. Well, you we're pretty much rounded out ceiling. here. So, who is a poop story they want to share? <laughs> uh, all of my milk went bad in like one day, and I have no idea why. And so I went to go pour a pour a bowl of cereal, you know, have the cereal in the bowl, and then I start pouring the milk, and the milk comes out solid. And I'm like, oh, Ew. oh, gross. One of those uh. times you wish you poured milk first. And so I in my milk. And so I move on to the next gallon, and it's even more solid than the next. And then the last what? one was not solid, and I start how drinking many? it, and then it's sour. And I'm like, what how the many fuck? Do you, what? How many of these uh, do you so, have? So I, I tend to buy milk that, you know, has an expiration date a fair amount of way, and, you know, I try and buy, like, a couple gallons, because I drink it constantly. So oh, I usually geez. have, like, three or four gallons of milk in my fridge at a time, uh, because it's, like, my primary beverage. Oh. Yeah. I've never yeah. learned this about you. <laughs> Isn't a gallon, like, more than you can I drink in a day? I don't think we be friends anymore. <laughs> no, you can definitely drink a gallon of milk in a day. In fact, it's Yeah, you just can't drink milk in one day. sitting because you'll start throwing up all over the place. Yeah. Here's the thing. You could totally drink it all in one sitting. Colonel, you just just it's try it. It's for a little. It's, no, no, just, yeah, it's great. Just try it. It's it really down. It's really exciting. It's a bird. Bird, <laughs> I don't think you realize we have tried. Oh yeah. I'm speaking from the perspective of uh, having experienced this. Uh, well, you were in a frat, so you did fucking yes, stupid shit uh, every day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't you even didn't drink do it though, milk did you? I got, effort. I got, I think three quarters of the way down, and then I was just like, okay, I'm gonna stop because yeah. this is not happening. And my roommate's like, pussy, and then he drank the whole thing and then threw up moments later. Uh, of course. Uh, How do you avoid just pooping water? Uh, just reminds me of like the like, episode of Jackass or whatever where they did they tried that challenge and one of them was it was coming out pink because they were like, they had like stomach bleeding. Yeah. Oh. Like, that was, like, you could tell whose puke was which because one of them was different colors. Like, ah, ah. Please don't. <laughs> I actually have a good story. Yeah. Well, it took quick. a little bit of work, but we finally got a really, really gross internal bleeding story <laughs> yeah, out of quick, it. I, I have one actually happy thing is that uh, for my, uh, the like, family likes to get together for my birthday and stuff. And I got tired of, like, family get-togethers on my mom's side in particular just being, like, a lunch somewhere. So I sprung on everyone the idea of doing an escape room. And none of them had done it before. So I just put a bunch of like 50 and 60 year olds in an escape room and saw what happened. Turns out escape rooms are really good for like all ages. <laughs> like these people who don't play video games and don't <clears throat> solve puzzles and are totally foreign to this concept got really absorbed in the process and like like invested in succeeding. And we were mm -hmm. only like two puzzles away from the ending in that when our, when our hour was up. And like oh. even one of them was like, I don't give a damn if it's over. I need to figure this out. <laughs> like, it was, like that's cool. That's like, funny that's... because that's just like what we do every yeah. day. Like I'd recommend. Like, oh, let's see what the puzzle is. Like if you're out there and there's escape rooms in the area and that are supposed to be good, but you can't get enough like regular friends together for them, maybe try family. Apparently, it's surprisingly neat. Like, now, it, went, it went super well. What if I want to do that, but I don't want to support local businesses? Uh, commute a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Drive to some other city to do we'll their place yeah, local. <laughs> Just go to whatever other city you like more. <laughs> no favoritism. <laughs> Take that. Oh, Just one that has economy. escape rooms. All right, so 
We are Keith Ballard, Wanderbot, Birdcatcher, and Sebastian, and uh, Colonel RPG. I started saying my myself again. All of our <laughs> listen, Sebastian has being Colonel RPG ring rhyme, so it's fine. I'm shut up. Uh, you can find links to everyone's channels in the description. You can ask us questions at fournerdsquestions at gmail.com. And you can find our SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash fournerds. That's the audio versions of our podcast. And for those of you that are not on my channel in particular, that's where you can find our Ghost in the Shell spoiler cast I recorded with Andrew. That's uh, two hours of us tearing into the Ghost in the Shell 2017 movie, which boobies. is terrible. But How long was the movie? Uh, less than that, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> if you could, but bird, you can look at that duration of that recording and see in like the deer in the headlights moment of like what would have happened if we, if you didn't cut us short on uh, Suicide Squad when you did, you could have been in for that long. <laughs> we turned over every stone. There was nothing left to bitch no, about. We, we still <laughs> have more. <laughs> we definitely had oh, more. Yeah. Need a second take. Suicide Squad is fucked up. <laughs> it's a real bad movie. Yep. Yep. <laughs> And Ghost in the Shell's real bad too, but not quite as bad, but it's real bad. Oh boy.